Happy New Year! <laughs> Straight from our friend, Dr. Vankman. Oh, wait, we rolling now? Is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 we sure are. Oh, man. Yeah, I know, it's a little weird, right? Because everybody's like, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? 9,000 fucking times. I know, it's very, it's, it's very, it's almost, it's very phantom zony, which makes me so comfortable. <laughs> yeah, we're doing something different uh, to all you dumpster dwellers that are listening to this episode. Uh, we're doing like an end of the season wrap up, which we didn't get a chance to do last year. We tossed around up, no. yeah, we had tossed around some ideas of what we wanted to do, and uh, it became more extravagant than we had time for. And um, I mean, Joe, don't lie to the people. We all know what happened. John Hurt came in the fucking room with through a portal. He sure did. Grabbed you by your neck and just took you off somewhere. We don't know where, but you were gone for several weeks. The thing is, I can't remember a goddamn thing. You came back just in time for Lawnmower Man. Yeah, there was money missing off the dresser. My daughter was knocked up. The whole thing. Jesus. Yeah. Is this elves? It, it, it could have been. It's it's a fucking Elfenhouten. She was knocked out. She was sedated. I didn't, yeah, I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I don't. Don't ask me. Ask John. He's the fucking nutcase. Is John Hurt also a speedster? Have we established that too? Like he just he could he just be. grab you by the nape and pull, throw you into the speed force for, for a couple months? Sure. He's like he's like Doctor Parnassus, dude. He's like fucking walking through different time zones and and dimensions. <laughs> Turns into fucking uh, <laughs> what the fuck's his name? Oh, man, I totally blanked. Heath Ledger? <laughs> yeah, he turns into Heath Ledger and then Johnny Depp and then all these different fucking people. Doctor, The Imaginary of Dr. Parnassus, which is a movie that, like, I keep, like, every now and then I'm like, oh, there's that. Nah, next time. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Just go watch uh, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote instead. It's better. Terry Gilliam, everybody. Master Christmas. That everybody else hates for because he says stupid shit because he's old, but I love him. <laughs> Um, kind of like what Joe is saying, this is, uh, not your regular episode, as you may have been already able to tell. Um, it's kind of like a look back at this mm. season, and maybe, maybe a little bit of the first season, because like Joe said, we didn't get a chance to do that last year. Sure. Just a wee bit. And maybe just some random thoughts about, uh, things that we will never do for the show. Maybe not, I wouldn't say never, but, uh, you know, more recent films that we've all watched and enjoyed this year. You know, when I stopped to think about that, I was like, I have seen, like, four movies in theaters this year. <sighs> Man, I, I I am ashamed at myself of how many newer films I've I've watched this year. It, it's a goddamn shame. Um, I missed out on Midsommar. I still haven't seen that yet. Oh, man. Um, I didn't see Doctor Sleep. I really wanted to go see that. Um, but I did see a few. I saw Crawl, and I saw um, In Fabric, and I saw um, that uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor. That was good. Okay. Um, okay. Tom Hanks pulls it off? Uh, yeah. It's it's good. It's good. Okay. Tom Hanks added another one of the uh, uh, innocent childhood mentor infinity gems to his fucking gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and it just signed H. Yeah. Like- <laughs> Uh, and the light, and of course the lighthouse too. Oh, the lighthouse is something I criminally missed, and I was so excited for it, and still haven't gotten to it yet. I really wanted to see it. It was kind of hard to to find a theater that was playing it, unfortunately, around me. Yeah, I got to see that in the theater, and that was uh, a treat for sure. All the great shit I saw, I saw at home. Yeah, I, you know what? A lot of the stuff I saw at home too, Connor. We did for the show that I actually. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that or it was on like one of the streaming services. Like I have like a like I, I've had Shutter, and I just got the DC Universe app. Uh, or like random ass hilarious discoveries on Tubi or whatever. I, you know what I find funny about what you just said, Connor? You were like the one guy I know that is like that deep into DC Comics, and you just got that fucking app. Who, <laughs> I thought for sure you'd have that sooner, was, right? I'm surprised Arlen wasn't fucking emailing you constantly about it. No, we we all actually 
us at FanZone uh, were initially on board with it, and then they rolled out that Titans trailer, and as soon as Nightwing was like, fuck Batman, I was like, take this service and shove it up your fucking ass. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I hate this. Like, you're leading, you're, you're, you're pushing your service with the most unlikable versions of these characters mm. you could possibly come up with. And then they canceled Swamp Thing, oh. and like, and then the service just didn't turn out to be what it was supposed to be, like, the, the movie library right now is really restricted. The, the animated stuff is like a gold mine, but it's certainly not what I expected to be. But now that I have it, it's fine. They don't have the kind of money like Disney who can just like, they already own all these fucking properties so they can just go to Netflix and be like, all right, uh, when your contract's up, we're taking that and you're never getting it again. Well, Warner Brothers likes to pretend they do, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like we've talked on this show, I mean, granted, we're not talking about movies or comics, but, you know, Mortal Kombat, just look at the DLC for those last couple games. Uh, but yeah, I do want to check out that, um, that Swamp Thing show. I still didn't get a chance, so that's something I really want to see. The, the show that was canceled over an extra zero i know like that hurts yeah it does it really does i mean ray wise was probably shedding a tear and he wasn't even in the fucking thing <laughs> yeah you know what i just watched uh actually speaking of stuff i saw recently uh the witcher series uh that just actually came out on netflix as of this recording man that is fucking addictive i know you guys are really into that now i've never i've never played the games um but you've always you both recommended them to me. But I do want to see the series. Yeah, it's uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But it's basically like if you've played the games, uh, obviously you kind of are already a baked in fan. But I would almost argue, and I don't know if Connor, you could back me up on this or not. If you've never uh, played the games or read any of the books from, uh, I don't remember his name. It's a Polish author. I feel like you might actually enjoy it a little more because there's stuff that happens in the games that take place after the book series that they kind of like answer a lot of questions that the author never did. Yeah, I didn't know it was a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like a whole book series. It's like a, a series of short stories. Interesting. But uh, watching it, you know, my girlfriend, she uh, watched it with me and she does, you know, she watched me play The Witcher 3, but she's never, you know, played it or anything. And she really enjoyed it. And I was telling her like, yeah, you know, there's things I know just because the games went and like, answered a lot of these questions that the books apparently never do just from a little research I did and I just find that kind of interesting sitting there thinking like how the fuck does this character belong here because I never read the books and then like thinking back on the games like how do you get from point A to point B so for me that part was interesting but I guess all I'll say is I would recommend that and of course you know I haven't seen it myself but speaking of Disney Plus of course the Mandalorian's been blowing up everywhere uh, I've seen all of those I've I, actually we just finished the season the other day um it's fucking great uh, again, mixed with people, it's mixed with people, um, I thought it was great, um, it just feels good, right, it feels, it, everybody's like, ah, it's not a, it's a western, it's a whatever, I, I mean, I guess you can call it a western, sure, it, it's more like, it almost feels like, um, like a buddy, like a, like a on the road movie, right? Yeah, the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda? Yeah, um, it's not Yoda, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, what, it's a species or something, right? It's a species, yeah. Now, the Mandalorian, uh, that was like a race in Star Wars, if I remember correctly. It's not a race, dude. It's a, it's a, it's a religion. Oh, really? They're, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a culture. Okay. And they were essentially like, like, once the Empire rose, the Empire fucked those people out of everything, including their pants. Damn. Like, it's just, they, they, were, they were a culture who was completely decimated. I guess that kind of uh, shed some more fucking light on Boba Fett being a total scumbag then. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't... 
I hate the whole Boba Fett thing. Like, I couldn't... St- when they when they did that and fucking Attack of the Clones, I almost fucking blew my brains out because I was like, this is so fucking stupid. Uh, but I am of the school of thought that that Boba Fett grew up, got his gear, and then was assassinated by somebody else, and they and they, they took his armor, and now he's running around, <laughs> and now he's a, you know, he's a... Wait, 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 so your headcanon is that the imposter Boba Fett got by just by standing in a room going, I'm Boba Fett, until he was stooged into a Sarlacc pit. Well, yeah, but he... <laughs> but let's pretend... Boba Fett's where? Boba Fett. Where? Um... In the Sarlacc pit, that's where he is. Still one of the all-time funniest scenes in a fucking movie ever. I'm just going to put that out there. It's fine. He gets fucking 86 in the dumbest way possible. But, like, let's not go so far as Return of the Jedi and just all of those adventures, that, or adventures, or like, or like you know, bounty hunting sessions that he has, right? Right, yeah. Isn't actually the Boba Fett from Attack of the Clones. Like, it's just some other uh badass motherfucker that killed him and took his gear. Okay, okay. And his ship. That's the way I like to look at it because man, that's stupid. Um he's a clone. Great. Yeah. Uh Star Wars, everybody. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. I haven't I have I've only seen the first two episodes of Mandalorian. Um TV for me was nutty this year because all the shows that uh we talked about Phantom Zone, came back all at once, and then they all take their breaks at the same time, and they all come back at the same time. And in, be- and in-, <laughs> and in between all that, uh, I tr- I'm not even on the show, and I'm, and I'm starting to irk a little bit. I'm starting to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> it's too much for me, man. Fucking count me out. Too much TV. Dude, and here's the thing. We tried getting Legion, Preacher, and other stuff in there, and we're like, no, this is too much. And uh, I don't know how the fuck you guys do it. I gotta I gotta give you kudos. I, I, can, I can barely watch the Mandalorian. Like I, we would make time every week to watch it, and that's it. We are uh, experts in punishing ourselves. Uh, we, we, our Justice League review had seven people on it, and we somehow directed traffic on that. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's got to help you, if nothing else, for this show. You know, we've done some really good movies, but we've done some stinkers for sure. Some punishing shit too. Yeah, my my absolute suffering, like I can take no more threshold, has gone significantly up because, like, once you're just subjected to three bad seasons of TV all at once, you're like, it can't get any worse as far as consuming media goes. You just hear the word prancer and you just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> is is this all you got, you stupid reindeer? You look at something that's supposed to be bad, and you're like, you know what? Wasn't bad. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Wait until you've seen fucking House of the Dead or Mortal Kombat Annihilation, for God's sakes. Exactly. Sit through those. And then Troll 2 looks like a fucking, you know, I mean, uh, an Oscar-worthy fucking movie. Yeah. Um, I saw a hand, two really good horror films on Shutter the Actual, I guess two and a half. I'm not sure what to categorize Mandy as. Um, <laughs> but Mandy was awesome. And it's just like a fucking, it's, it's. It is an LSD trip that you'll be so glad you went on. Uh, there's a giant chainsaw duel in the middle of that movie. Uh, it's just weird and psychedelic from start to finish. It's been 25 years since I picked one of these babies up. <laughs> Nick Cage says that right before he fucking takes that drug or whatever. Still haven't seen the movie. Oh, it's gr- oh he takes that drug and then has a hallucination that his face collapses and melts. It's fucking <laughs> insane. Uh, and then I saw Beelzebuth on Shudder, which is a really cool American and uh, Spanish production that's got... I heard about that. That's got Tobin Bell um, and a couple of Spanish actors and it's basically about like the second coming of christ has been born and like the forces of darkness are trying to find him in the most broad way possible by just possessing people and having him commit like mass acts of violence huh 
Um, that doesn't sound very productive. Like, like that doesn't sound very um poignant. It's it feels like it's like all right, we're desperate. Blow up the hospital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> where is he? Oh shit! But it's really, really good. It's really suspenseful. Um, it's really freaky. And then uh, a movie that uh, me and Arlen will never shut up about is Terrified that we saw on Shutter. You were telling me about this, right? Is this the movie? Yeah. Okay. So this movie is Brazilian, I believe it is South American. Oh, and okay, um, it's like. I thought it was going to be a Poltergeist movie going into it. It's really not, because it starts that way, but then it develops into this, like, this incident where in this small little block you have these, like, malicious entities are coming into our reality through, like, cracks in the wall, your fucking sink drain, your cabinets. Like, they're popping out of these spatial paradoxes, and as they're doing this, like, there's Poltergeist activity, and the dead are coming back to life, and there's just weird shit happening all over the place. And the movie basically pops you in this little, like, one-block radius, and you get to experience this through the eyes of a bunch of, like, older, rational adults who are like, what the fuck is this? That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's awesome. It's got some really good body horror, uh, and it's kind of, it dabbles in that high strangeness kind of horror where, like, no one knows what's happening, so it's okay if you don't. Gotcha. Because uh, you're not supposed to get it. Um, but there's some really cool stuff. There's some great jump scares and some uh, awesome, uh, like I said, body horror and stuff. And some of the designs of the monsters are really cool. Like, at some point, someone closes their wardrobe, and then right behind him... This wardrobe's, like, you know, it fits fucking clothing. Like, a whole body steps out of it. <laughs> That's pretty fucking sweet. I'm into that. Yeah, like, there's whole arms There's whole arms coming out of small cracks. Like, people are being pulled into spaces they shouldn't fit. Oh, so the blob. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that scene from the same... That same oh, yeah. scene, but way more elaborate. Yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, no, Terrified was really good, and I put it on as background noise initially, and then was like... I turned around and was like, okay, this is really worth my time. Yeah, let me rewind what I just saw. Yeah, oh, th- that movie had a jump scare that fucked me up for days yeah i gotta check that out i had just we had just watched um the new flick uh sweetheart from blumhouse never heard of that one yeah that that shit went right under the radar um i don't even i think it was like a vod movie like director vod uh-huh um it didn't get released in theaters but it's about um you know this this chick washes up on this uh desert island and uh, or deserted island rather or whatever you want to fucking call it you know like castaway and there's like this fucking sea monster that like lives in a hole off the coast of this fucking island fucking what that's not where i was imagining you're going with that yeah man it's dope it's pretty cool i mean i wouldn't say it's dope it, it, the creature's design is cool the concept is cool the execution is meh, like they don't they don't give you any info about really like what how she got there or um or cuz she there's other uh people that wash up a little bit later that are on, that were on the same boat she was and like it got wrecked and shit in a storm but, uh you know that's fine with me you don't really have to go into it too much but like it just feels like a big unresolved whatever um and that's kind of not great about it because of the type of film it is right it's not like an art film right or like a or like a um you know it doesn't have a lot of symbolism in it it's not trying it's not trying anything heavy so at the end you're kind of like what the fuck exactly it's not it's not like a lighthouse where you're like what the fuck was you know robert pattinson staring into a fucking light for fucking what seems like forever and then like falls down a bunch of stairs you know what i mean like there's no symbolism there it's just like there's a fucking monster in the water and this chick has to survive and that's it um there's too many there's too many um loose ends for me to the point where I, I want to feel for this character but I can't really and then like 
there's little to nothing about the monster, which is, again, is also fine, but I would have just liked a little bit more from it. Um, it was okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of movies this year, too, and it's like, you guys have named a few that either I've seen or want to see, and I mean, I think one that obviously comes to mind probably my favorite movie of the year and maybe this is like an answer that people will roll their fucking eyes at but i'm still gonna say it is endgame endgame was endgame was good dude endgame was fantastic and i couldn't really have that movie in any other way than what it was like after after like 19 movies i'm like you know what you fucking did it so congratulations yeah and and it was the movie that finally i was like you know what I guess I'm done with Marvel because you can't top this. I'm sorry. No, see that's no, and like I'm not, I'm not done with Marvel. But even I agree. I'm like you'll never reach this height again. This is just, this is as good as you will ever get. This and like it'll come close probably, but I don't think you'll reach this fever pitch ever again. That's exactly the way I felt about it, dude. Like after it was over, I was like, that was awesome. I was like, I don't care about anything except Spider Man. Here we go. No, well, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I, I, mean, I still didn't see that new one, and I heard it was very good, but... Uh, oh, it's great. I'm kind of out. And you, you know what? They, they could totally bring me back in in 2020. I have no idea what they have planned. I haven't really been following it. Uh, the new Thor will probably be good. Yeah, I'll be there for next Doctor Strange for sure. Yeah, Doctor Strange and Thor, I think I'm in. If they ever, ever, ever make that fucking Hulk movie, sign me up. Mm. Um... Scarlet Witch looks cool. Oh, uh, Black Widow? Oh, yeah, yeah, excuse me, Black Widow. That movie looks good. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, Black Widow looks awesome. And you know what? It looks so good, and it's... Black Widow looks really fucking good. Not, It's not a knock against any... Uh, against the film, right? But, like, this should have been before, guys. What are we doing? Yeah. Yep, and you can you can blame Ike Perlmutter for that, and thankfully he's going to have to answer to Feige soon because, like, he was the one who tried getting in the way of Black Panther. He's the one who didn't want Rebecca Hall to be the villain of Iron Man 3, and he's the one who continuously stopped a Black Widow movie from happening because... What a fucking asshole. Hard, right, conservative fuckhead who, who doesn't like anything but white male leads in his movies, so... What? Women should be in the kitchen. That's kind of bizarre considering what Marvel you know the MCU uh, did yeah. with female characters. Yeah. Like if you really think about it, there's a shit ton of super strong female characters mm-hmm. in those movies, and a lot of it was because Feige is so good at what he does. Um, and that, and like he's gotten the the uh, the respect from the Disney brass. So like, and like Ike's just the fucking Ike's the the, the he's just. It's funny to say he's just the Marvel CEO. He has no power. <laughs> 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 you have no power here, wizard. Not not anymore, anyway. Um, and he was the one who blamed Marvel comic sales dipping on uh, minority characters getting pushes. Like, oh, oh my come God. on. He's not the kind of person who should be in this position. Yeah, he's, he's terrible. Did he leave his fucking KKK robes at home? How about rebooting the same fucking story over and over again? How about that? That that hurts, yeah, too. He's also notoriously, like, non-public. Like, there's very few pictures of him, which is weird. I'm like, what is he, a fucking vampire? Like, he doesn't want to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to movies, uh, you know, like I said, I saw a ton of shit this year, but it's like some stuff it's like is even worth mentioning. Like I saw Dr. Sleep, like Joe had mentioned earlier, he wanted to see. Oh, you did? How was it? I, I enjoyed it um, without giving away like the plot. I mean, if you don't know what it is, it's basically the sequel to The Shining, like takes place like 30 years later when Danny's all grown up. And uh, the thing I did like about it, and maybe some people are like, oh, this ruins the fucking movie is that uh, they basically follow the movie ending rather than the book ending of The Shining. So it's kind of interesting where the, the, the plot goes towards the end of that film. At least to me, I thought it was kind of cool. Mm, that's an interesting take. I mean, but it is the visual medium, right? So Yeah, right, right. And I, I know a lot of people that saw it, uh, 
I don't know if this is that much of a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear this, skip ahead 30 seconds. But basically, Jack Nicholson has a stand-in, and some people weren't so crazy about the portrayal of that. But I thought it was fine. Yeah. I, I what are you gonna? You can't fucking get someone to play Jack Nicholson. They don't exist. But you can get pretty damn close. Did it need it though? I mean, I would assume that he plays a ghost in the hotel. Yes. He he plays the role that the bartender played in The Shining. Gotcha. Okay. Which makes total sense with how that first movie ended. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine with me. I also saw, with actually Joe and my girlfriend, uh, One Piece Stampede, which was like One Piece's... uh, That was great. You know, their all-star fucking movie, every major character fighting on this island. And it was like, I think the first time they ever did a subbed release in theaters in the States. It was really good. You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Because something else I saw this year along those lines knocked me on my ass. I wasn't ready for it. And that was the Broly movie from Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to see it. But I had a buddy who did. And he said it was amazing. Holy shit. Like, I'm mad I didn't see that movie in theaters. Because, one, it was a visual treat. Like, it had an animation style the show has never used before. It was very floaty. And and the colors were a little more subdued. Um, The score was awesome. They made retcons that needed to happen. Um, and they repaired Broly from being a fucking idiot who got angry at a crying baby to an actual character with depth and some complexity, um, which is weird to say for a Dragon Ball show. Um, you know, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the art of that movie. You want to hear something kind of interesting? Yes. That, that the lead artist on that, I don't remember his name, so I apologize, but he actually is now the lead on One Piece. Really? And One Piece Stampede was in that same visual style. Ooh, okay. Now I kind of want to see it then. It's good. It's, it's fucking, it looks sick. I mean, the One Piece anime... I don't, you know, I could talk about that all day too, but it's like, I, I, there's a shit ton of filler, but it looks pretty, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of round off movies, I want to just mention before we kind of get into the meat and potatoes of this, uh, this, this wrap up episode, if you will. Um, I mean, I saw Midsommar, which Joe mentioned, which I thought was phenomenal. And, uh, another one I wrote down that I thought was pretty good that people I think should see is Dolomite is my name with Eddie Murphy. I think we talked about it on the show briefly in the past. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that either. I haven't seen shit. I'm, I'm terrible this year. Yeah. It's on Netflix. So, I mean, you don't got to buy a ticket at least. Yeah. But I just, I'm looking for the fucking time. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I mean, I, I, I say I hear you, but I just watched eight hours of the Witcher in the span of two days. So (laughs) you motherfucker. (laughs) I just want to kind of turn it to the horror side of things again. Um, um, I got a chance to see In Fabric, um, which is an independent film. I forget who directed it. Um, I don't have all this shit in front of me, folks. So you caught me with my pants down. Is this the uh, the art movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and a couple other people? No. Okay. This is the art film that kind of plays like a giallo, but also is kind of parodying it at the same time. Huh. It's like a dark comedy horror thriller. Um, about a killer dress, a possessed dress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it didn't go the places that I thought it would go. It's good. Like, you should see it just to see, like, the filmmaking I is... I feel like I've actually heard of this the more I'm thinking about it as you're explaining the... the, the... Well, well Gw- you get to see Gwendolyn Chris- Christie get fucking eaten out in this movie. I don't know if you, if that does anything for you, <laughs> but... uh through that happens um but um it's really well shot it it, it just had it, it nails that 70s style and color um that i love so much from from the like those french films and those italian films and um sure yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it feels very cozy to me albeit 
um, that third, the third act, I think, takes a real shit. Um, I don't know why ah. they, I don't know why they chose to do what they did because that th- those first two acts are f- strong as fuck, and I was waiting to see where this went, and then it just kind of went, and I was like, oh, okay, like I get it, but I didn't realize it almost, it's almost kind of like an anthology movie, but there's only two stories, sort of like one and a half. <laughs> um, it was cool. It was fine, not great, but um, definitely, you should, I think it's worth watching. Worth watching at least once, and then, uh, and then of course, Crawl, which I really, really enjoyed the Alexander Asia uh, alleg- killer alligator movie. So, uh, what's what's the twist on this one? Is there a twist? There is no twist. It's just big ass alligator killing people. It, well. It's multiple alligators from an alligator farm that gets. Oh, this was the one with the the flood, correct? Right. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. I, there's nothing really to spoil. Like it, it's this this chick goes uh, back to her childhood home because her dad is is there working on it um, because her folks her her folks had a divorce or whatever. Her mother died. I, I can't remember. But uh, yeah, she goes back to the house and he's like trapped under the house. And there's a because f- there's a fucking alligator underneath the house. And while this is happening, they're trying to get out of this basement while a storm is rolling in and starts flooding everything around them. Oh uh, man, it's fucking great. Um, Where the hell is Robin Williams and David Allegrier when you need it? <laughs> the, the the real world twist is that that's something else that Connor is fucking petrified of is alligators. Well, you lived in Florida, didn't you? I did. Yeah, and like an alligator to a five year old is a fucking dinosaur. So um, it's very good. I mean, I, I thought it was great. It was a great uh, summer creature feature. It was like Dogs Days of Summer. I think it came out in like August. What was that? Uh, wasn't Sam Raimi attached to that, or did he produce it or something? Yeah, he was. Uh, what, Ghost House Pictures, I think, uh, produced it, which is Sam Raimi's uh, thing. So it was Sam Raimi and Alexa- uh, Alexander Asia. Um, they know how to make horror movies, dude, and it was good. Um, it was really good. I really enjoyed. it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I- I'm gonna write all that down and check it out as soon as we finish this recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys want to talk about movie dumpster a little bit? Yes, let's do that. Yeah, okay. I I'm not really good at talking about us or things that I do, right? But let's give it a shot. Well, we'll you know force each other through this. Let's say. <laughs> we'll hold each other's hands while we walk through the graveyard of the MDU, the post-apocalyptic uh, future that John Hurt has sprawled out in front of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like a fucked up uh, Wizard of Oz. Is that what's happening? Yeah, it's the three of us. And uh, who's Toto in the situation here? Toby. Oh, yeah, there you go. Joe's cat. Prob- or monster. I was going to say one of the cats. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're both there. Ah, oh, come on, guys. we got to yeah. come through the, the John Hurt's wasteland. We'll show you where to go. There's a movie for a Toby and monster on the fucking road, in Yellow Brick Road. Oh, yeah, man. It would be lots of Toby stopping to give monster uh, his inhaler for his, his asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> And lots of Toby stopping because he needs shrimp. And Toby looking at the camera as if he has a human face. I need shrimp. I need shrimp. Stop. I need to eat. <laughs> Just a quick aside. We, we posted a picture on our, on our uh, Instagram and Facebook and all the uh, social medias, if you will. Uh, but uh, at, at Joe's Christmas party this year, he had this massive fucking sub on the table. <laughs> And his Toby kept going on the fucking table and knocking sandwiches off the fucking table and just start chowing down on them. Oh, he's he's ravenous. And like we don't feed the fucking cat. He, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. I, anyway, made me think of that and it gave, gave me a little chuckle. That's his voice, TM, Toby TM, by the way. I'm not even going to try to replicate it, but I love it. That's what Tarzan does. He sounds like Meatwad. That's great. Kind of, yeah. He, there's a little bit. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want sharp and fresh, please. Thank you. <laughs> um,. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> I want to give a very just uh, quick rundown of the movies we did this year, and then let's. Uh, I, I kind of want to just talk about maybe maybe individually, or maybe we'll come together on this. We'll see how it goes. Sure. Uh, our favorite episodes this year, and that that could kind of include episodes that you just enjoyed what we talked about, or maybe the movie in particular sticks out at you, or maybe a little bit of both. And, uh, you know, you obviously, anyone listening to this, you could just look at this on your podcast feed or you can go to our website, uh, moviedumpsterpodcast.com, and check this all out. But uh, I, I'm going to do it for you, save you a little aggravation. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Movie Dumpster. And we don't really uh, mention it that much on the show, but we do have an email. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do We do get emails from people occasionally. Yeah, write, write to us. Tell us about it. Tell us that we suck or tell us that you like us. It's fine. It's, uh, I think it's Movie Dumpster Podcast at Gmail. Yes. Movie Dumpster Podcast at gmail.com. Here we go. I'm going to break it out. We did 34 episodes this year. Starting off with Lawnmower Man, Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Punisher, the 1989 version, which uh, we actually had a guest on, a friend of the show, Dave DeForn. Uh, here's Dolph Lundgren, Punisher. <laughs> Yes. Uh, fourth episode of the year was uh, one near and dear to, I think, all of our hearts, Bleeders. Oh, the birth of Granny Van Damme, dude. How could you forget? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, uh, that was a great episode, boys. Ah. <laughs> My birthplace. Uh, number five, Luck of the Irish. Uh, then, uh, here, we're starting to go downhill quick. If, if, if Dragon Ball Evolution already wasn't a low point. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. <sighs> Thanks, Connor. <laughs> Man, I don't ever need to see that again. Thank you. I just keep picturing that guy sitting in front of those fucking monitors just for for hours, it felt like. I'm I'm glad this is the the fucking curse I've set upon the world is making people aware of it. Well, there you go. I think that was the whole point of the movie, right? Like, the curse curse is real because you're telling people about it, and then they watch it. Share this pain with me. Do you don't want to? Too bad. (laughs) Jeffrey. Of course, the next episode has a return of a near and dear character to the MDU, uh, In Pursuit, starring Daniel Baldwin. Oh, yeah. we And Coolio joined our, the MDU ranks that day, too. Yeah. Uh, he, we got a little funky with Keenan and Kel in the beginning of that episode, just a little bit. Sure did. Of course, also, you know, not only bringing Daniel Baldwin back into the fold from his previous venture in uh, yesterday's Target episode four, season one, uh, but also the introduction of the patented Daniel Baldwin dolphin dive mm-hmm. <laughs> as he jumped over a couch to try to escape an assassin. Don't fuck with me! I got nothing else to lose! Yeah, he's fucking drinking the tequila, man. <laughs> the beach whale splash. The, the 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 Spanish guy who's not really Spanish. Or he can't speak Spanish. Yeah. But he does. But he lives in Spain or La Paz or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. <laughs> La Paz with love from La Paz, man. Yeah. We gotta make that postcard. Uh, yeah. Put it in the fucking store when we open it finally. <laughs> gotta happen, man. Uh, of course, our next episode, which a lot of people loved, I got to tell you, might be some of, uh, if not the best episode we did this year, Jurassic Park. <laughs> because you know- I can tell you this, this episode single-handedly got a lot of people I know to pay attention to us because I sent it to some friends of mine. They're like, you did not. I was like, why don't you go listen and find out? And they came back like, wow, this is brilliant. <laughs> For those that haven't heard it, uh, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go back, yeah. listen to it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to take you 90 minutes to enjoy the whole thing. You might figure it out in about five, but uh, hey. You get some good Jeff Goldblum ASMR in there? There you go. Yeah, put it on when you're going to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that was actually a test too, because we want... That was the thing, right? Like We wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of the fact that we just 
don't do bad movies. We actually do movies that we like. And it was funny to do that episode because not only was it an April Fool's uh, joke, but um, again, like Connor said, like people are like, you actually did Jurassic Park? Like, no, of course we're not going to do Jurassic Park. There's nothing, to, you know? Well, that's like, I, I had so many, fr- I had a friend of mine say this, and even Rudy Real, friend of the show from O Street Mini Golf, kind of had a similar reaction where he's like, man, I was listening to it for like three minutes, and I think you have something wrong with your audio file. <laughs> We're like, no, it was a joke, man. Like, look at the date on the episode. And he's like, ah, shit. Okay, I get it. I like it. I'm into it. I think my favorite thing about that episode is that we totally recorded an intro and an outro. And an outro. <laughs> and then it plays for an hour and a half. <laughs> and then the outro kicks. My my buddy George was like, I think he made a comment about the sheer commitment levels that were attached to that. He's like, I can't believe you recorded an intro and outro. And like, he's like, the length. He's like, that was, you went 100 yards with a stupid gag. <laughs> I mean, peek behind the curtain here. The next episode after Jurassic Park was Star Kid, starring Tim from Jurassic Park. So we kind of just did it right before we recorded that episode. Yeah, it was a little lead in there. Uh, Star Kid, by the way, a film that I had never seen or heard of, and I don't know if I enjoyed it, but it was fun. It was a fun one to do. I, I liked it. I liked it as a kid, and I liked coming back to it. And it was fun to break down with you guys. I, I liked the uh, the Giver angle we kind of put on it. Mm-hmm. That kind of uh, gave it new life. Not in my top five, though. But keep going. Sure, sure. Decapitating biotic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite line. My, I, if I'm recalling correctly, my favorite line of that is when Sean's like, "And then this fucking kid crawls in this robot's ass." <laughs> I mean, that's basically what happens. It's like the reverse of Ace Ventura too when he's crawling out the rhino's ass. Like play that and you know, you know rewind that and play it back. Factual. Uh, I I think my favorite part is when he just totally destroys his fucking house inside that uh, that that cyber suit and then just you don't find out what happens, but his dad definitely killed him when the movie ended. Oh yeah, he sure did. No, his dad's a lawyer. He can afford it. Fuck him. Unless he's Sam Whipple, then then he doesn't have any money. Right. No, he 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 always forgets to send out the bill. <laughs> um, this next film. We've had some conflicting opinions on this show about this movie, but it did create one of my favorite characters of the year, uh, Bunraku. <laughs> yes. Starring our dear friend, the bartender, Woody Harrelson. I think that's my least favorite episode from this year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to talk about some of it, but it, it ultimately I just, I didn't, I didn't have a good time watching that movie. Sure. I think we, we, uh, we made it work and we had the bartender come out of that. So I'm kind of okay with it. You know what? He left his post for where everybody knows, knows your name, and now he's in I don't know where. Let me tell you something. You, you ever hear about uh, pop-up funnies? That and the, the legacy of that character lives and dies for me on, I think it was a later episode, where um, we were doing the sketch with the bartender, and Joe, as Woody Harrelson, pops in and goes like, Anyway, legend has it, fuckface. <laughs> I think that I think that was the uh, we'll get to it. I think that was the Rain of Fire episode. Yeah, Rain of Fire because uh, Joe was trying to, uh, to to say he was his partner, obviously from True Detective, and I was not picking that up. And I was like, oh no, it's his cousin. <laughs> oh man, that's like a that's like a, a running thing. I feel like I fucking lay it down, and you guy goes. And it happens to all of us, right? Because we're, like, in the moment thinking about the movie. I, I don't know how many times I've gone back and edited an episode after recording. I'm like, oh, god damn, I fucking, I can't believe I didn't know what he was talking about. I know. Or how many good jokes we missed. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, that's inevitable, unfortunately. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it because I have a couple that uh, were fucking bangers that we just totally <laughs> breezed over. <laughs> Hate when that happens, but it, it it's uh, an unfortunate part of doing the show. Yeah. Next up, actually, this is uh, might not be one of my favorite episodes, but definitely one of the favorite films we did this year was uh, Critters Two: The Main Course. We we did that for Easter. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's always fun to watch. Oh my god, what a fun movie! That movie made me laugh very very hard by the end of it. So yeah, <laughs> it's one of the best sequels to to a B movie ever in my opinion i i would agree with that and i also like the fact that we just kind of made the hungry heifer this like entity that comes up anytime like another movie does like a fast food place <laughs> somehow eddie deason's there and then he's got that moose shake dude he's ready it's uh it's like it's like by and large from the pixar universe it's just it's fucking it takes over the world <laughs> <laughs> uh next up uh, th- there's a little history behind this uh, pick if Joe wants to go into it, but uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I did want to talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to talk about uh, our misadventures off the uh, mic and into the real world. And, you know, we've been hitting a bunch of, of cons. I mean, I, the thing is, like, I do this anyway. I go to these conventions anyway. So it was it's cool to kind of incorporate... Uh, what we're doing here at Movie Dumpster to do that. So we so we'd go to these shows and 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 um and talk to these celebrities and stuff. And uh, Lee Thompson was super into it uh, when we were talking about it. And uh, we actually got her to do an intro for the Howard the Duck show for for the for our episode. Um, and she was all about it. Um, she thought it was funny as hell. And yeah, that's 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 it. That's pretty much that. Yeah, and uh, this is also a film that Joe for years has been telling me to fucking check out. And uh, when we did, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a near a film that's near and dear to me. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. <laughs> I listen. I totally get it. I uh, I'm not going to be in the camp of like this is a total piece of shit. And I think we even said in the episode uh, if you guys want to listen back at home. Yeah, I I made it a point to say that it was it's not anymore at this point. It's not deserving of the title of like one of the worst ever made because right right, right. easy yeah there are, there are definitely worse. There's a lot worse. We got to talk about a duck's penis on that episode. So you know what? That's pretty okay with me. The old corkscrew dick. Yeah, and then how Leah Thompson uh, tried to fuck her son and then a duck yeah consecutively in the in two years duck world (laughs) or the daniel stern the world of the daniel stern world yeah yeah we got we got the competing duck world versus the daniel stern world which i'm still not sure how that planet functions just a planet of daniel stern somewhere it's just like it's just millions of people like prat falling like every 30 seconds yeah (laughs) yeah that's what you said i think we said that on the bushwhacked episode yeah it's just people like getting hit by cars and falling downstairs like This next movie, man, I think I kind of love this film. Bushwhacked. Hell yeah, that's a, it's a great comedy, dude. We uh, we introduced this idea during season one of the MDU, like we kind of talked about a little bit earlier. But it was like Joe and Connor were saying, it was kind of just like Baldwin and John Hurt and the occasional character here and there. I think Jody and Isaac Hayes kind of got brought up a whole lot mm-hmm. from Uncle Sam. But uh, Daniel Stern, I think, was like the one that we finally started like really connecting the dots on. We really laid into it because we did um, Home Alone Four, Home Alone Four last year, and then we actually have a because he's not in that movie. It's it's French Stewart as both Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. I, I just want to reiterate that movie's an asinine piece of shit. Okay, like <laughs> I, I think that's the worst movie we've done. Easy Snowman Poop. I think I said it was. Yeah, Snow. <laughs> yeah. Snowman poop. Um, where was I going with that? Yeah, but uh, you know, Daniel Stern finally comes into the fold for real, uh, into the MDU fold, and then this is this is the prequel to 
uh, it's the sequel to Chud and the prequel to Home Alone is bushwhacked. Yeah, it connect it, it connects many threads. It connects many threads, yeah. It was also like the antithesis of this thing that I, I kind of wanted to do for a little bit, and I didn't really expand on it as much as maybe I wanted to this year, but this idea of this these MDU Mondays kind of going off on this lore that we're just fucking creating on this show. Yeah, that's a fun thing. Uh, and I, I just have to read the fucking Daniel Stern one <laughs> on air because this is, this, this, this is fucking hilarious to me, and maybe I'm tooting my own horn and I, I apologize, but I'm going to read it regardless. These all come with pictures by the way too yeah you can find it on our instagram we typically do post it on the facebook but i would recommend the instagram it's a little easier to read we get the most traffic on instagram too so i guess that's the place to follow us or whatever so if you, if you don't understand what we're talking about i mean granted you probably haven't listened to the show at this point but regardless let's let's see the madness that we're talking about here so here's an excerpt from mdu mondays daniel the reverend stern spent his early days working in an NYC homeless shelter until Chuds crawled out of the sewer and started eating his tenants. Teaming up with John Hurd, the Rev was able to dispose of the problem and expose a government cover-up in the process. Stern quietly changes his name and moves to Seattle. Now going by, quote, Mad Max, and working as a delivery driver, he falls for an obvious setup and is framed for the murder of Hannibal Lecter's doctor. <laughs> to clear his name, he kidnaps a troop of ranger scouts and climbs the treacherous Devil's Peak so that he can intercept a package intended for the man everyone thinks he murdered. Surprise, the good doctor's still alive, but Daniel punches out his dentures and saves the day. A pretty good part of the film, by the way. Uh, unfortunately, Walt praised a hero for saving the scouts and exposing another crime. He is arrested for fleeing the FBI and for stealing several cars on his journey. Uh, during his time in jail, Stern, now going by Marv Merchants, meets criminal Joe Pesci, going by the name of Harry Lime. The two hit it off and the rest is history. If only it weren't for that meddling Kevin McAllister kid, who knows where Daniel Stern would be now. The sad truth, while working a job, Merchants and Lime were murdered by massive dog-sized mosquitoes <laughs> after, Marv, after Marv had flooded the place as their calling card. Little taste of what we're cooking up on Instagram. <laughs> And for those who who are a little late to the party, the MDU is essentially just a gag on the MCU. Um, and honestly, part of it stemmed from my bitterness that the Netflix shows were not quite as attached to the movies as I wanted them to be. <laughs> um, and every time they were like, it's all connected. I was like, is it now? So the, the gag is that literally everything is connected and every movie you've ever seen is in the same universe. In some way, shape or form, baby. That's the way it goes. Yes. Through the most ridiculous, uh, far-out-reaching, desperate attempts ever. <laughs> yeah, I think I said at some point uh, that Christian Bale was two people. If you ever saw that movie, the what the fuck was it called? The uh, the magician one. Oh, the Prestige. The Prestige. Yeah, you know he's got that he's got that twin. So yeah. of course there's two of them fucking walking around. Well, yeah, they're they're oh they're they're bopping all over the place. One became Batman. One fought dragons. It's a whole thing. We don't know which one fought the Terminators, but it was one or the other. We're not totally sure. It was one of them. We don't know. Um. Going back to the list, you know, I, the, the first few I didn't have a whole lot to say about. You know, I could go on about Lawn, Lawnmower Man for hours. Yeah. God damn it. Titanic 2. <sighs> so, one of our fans and mm -hmm. sent us this as a suggestion. Oh, my God. I would have never guessed that this movie, this piece of shit independent film by Shane Van Dyke, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's fucking grandson, <laughs> would have turned into this, this uh, cataclysmic uh, event in the MDU. It's a T-Day, baby. Um... <laughs> 
Because in that episode... <laughs> and also, speaking on the merits of that movie, like, it's far shittier than I could possibly imagine. And Right! Uh, it should cement in everyone's minds that Asylum Pictures is not to be respected. <laughs> no, it's one of those, what the fuck are you doing? I think there's a whole... Isn't there a whole show dedicated to what were they thinking? I'm sure they've done this. I'm sure they've done Titanic, too. Um, Probably. Because what were they thinking? What a stupid concept. And just like a poorly executed piece of shit. Like, I think we even said in the episode, like, if you didn't have the money for that, what are you trying to do? Right. Well, they're also, they're part of the, lo- the, the the movement of like, we made a movie that's bad, wink. It's like, no, you stop. You can't wink a bad movie with intent. It doesn't work. <laughs> I honestly feel like Shane Van Dyke thought this thing was fucking great. I, I really don't think he went into it trying to make a bad film. I don't know. If he thought otherwise, he wouldn't have wrote himself into an, a hero's death. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, right. Meanwhile, Bruce Davison's just staring off into the distance like he's on fucking ludes or something. Well, his batteries died. Thank God Bruce Davison is reinvigorated in the creep show, the new creep show series, because he is fantastic in that, because he's actually a good actor. He is, he is. And I mean we joke about uh his his role in, in X-Men, but I thought he was solid in those films too. Yeah, uh I had mentioned it on that episode, but like one of my favorite uh Tales from the Dark Side episodes is WordPress uh, word processor of the gods um and he's awesome in that uh this next film drainiac it's classic uh, the pl- uh, plumber plumber i'm, plumber. I'm, I'm here to drain plumber. the uh, i can't even do the voice <laughs> you guys are good at it connor's the best plumber you uh, just hit it get a poltergeist to take care of it quick when you got to get the whiskey in the plumber the mo- i'm the most i'm the most non-enthused exorcist you've ever met where's pluto dash the thing that's hilarious to me about that is like plumber in his own right is kind of a memorable character but I was just like, fuck that, it's Gunnar Henson. Oh, yeah, and then we ascended him to wizardry. Like, Yeah, that was the episode where Gunnar ascended to Gunnar the Grey to Gunnar the White. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's where we established the MDU has wizards. <laughs> and I'm all... And they're all they're all heavyset, uh, hairy men. I'm here for our own show just for that. <laughs> <laughs> because the wizards are my favorite part of our show. Same. Yeah, Gunner Henson the White. We we had to get him back on the show somehow. I think I, I don't know if it was Draniac was the episode we uh, made this connection or not, but GVD was de- definitely fucking him on in some timeline. We don't know which timeline. Yeah, I was it that episode. I I know that uh, eventually Gunner kind of you know. Uh, he he doesn't fight for her love as much as maybe we wanted him to, but uh, he definitely was uh, getting it back in the day from GVD. Yeah. Well, you don't you don't fight for her love. You you argue for her lust. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or you're just forced. I think that's the word we're looking for. Yeah. We're all sacks of meat to Granny Van Dam. Yeah. She just backs you up against the wall with that wheelchair. You can't get away. Take off your. Fo- yeah. She's got that fucking shotgun from Super Mario Brothers. Take off your fucking pants, you. You don't want to push her over because she's in a wheelchair, but you you know she's a threat she tries to warm you up though i'm still waiting you know con i'm still waiting to do the the uh the gvd origin story i mean we kind of got a little (laughs) bit of it in in blood rage but i think the real deal is still steel we'll get to it i I think it is steel a fucking granny van dam begins oh yeah yes i've only made it halfway through this list folks uh number number 16 uh speaking of rudy real yeah uh and o street mini golf uh prehistoria three yeah okay uh this one's notable for me personally because like i've said it in the episode but my face when the words Matt Letcher popped up on the screen. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And for those who don't know, Matt Letcher is the guy who plays, uh, he's one of the two actors who played Reverse Flash on the Flash TV show, and that's my favorite show. He's my favorite DC character. So to have 
the the two sides of my podcasting life kind of meet in the middle like this was a moment locked in time. <laughs> I, it's I'm so, I'm so happy it happened. I think that was our first Moonbeam movie too. Our first foray into yeah. the Charles Band universe for this show. Um, and he's kicking it with John Hurt. A movie about a little girl and her fucking mini putt course. That she lives on. The third in a series of pygmy dinosaur movies. Yeah. Where, where dinosaurs are eating and shitting out haggis and people are fucking ordering it for lunch. <laughs> Dinoburgers. Jackpot. And people are like, is that a tiny dinosaur? Whatever. I'm closing your golf course. No, it's not. Goodbye. When we uh, when we did that episode, uh, we, we actually, I think we... we we definitely talked about it during the episode and on social media around the time, and you can look the pictures up. But uh, we we, had, we went out with Aaron and Rudy from O Street Mini Golf, mm-hmm. and uh, we played a little bit of mini golf. Unfortunately, Connor, uh, you know, travel was not an option in this case. Uh, I didn't think you were going to travel. What is it? A thousand miles, fifteen hundred miles, just to play mini golf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also I also hadn't attained my uh, my skeletal form yet, so I couldn't just be there and hang out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you were in skeletal form, you would have made the trek with us, guaranteed. You wouldn't even putted a few holes too. You would have done better than I did. I would have loved to see me get a few holes as a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but we had a great time with, with Rudy and Aaron. And if you haven't seen it, they, they actually posted the entire match, pretty much, on their YouTube channel. Yeah, the whole thing. You can go watch it. It was at O Street Mini Golf and uh, um, Lucky Duck Entertainment. Yes, yes, yes. Next up, uh, another guest on the show. Uh, I may be uh, tipping my hand a little bit, but this was probably one of my favorite episodes of the year. I know what it is. Child's Play 3. Yeah. Yeah, with our good friend C.B. Smith. Yeah, I. you know what? It's a little behind the scenes. I know I keep saying that, but uh, C.B. Smith is actually one of my good friends that uh, I met through another one of my good friends, uh, and uh, through through Dungeons & Dragons, believe it or not. Oh, my God. You, like Justin Whalen and Marlon Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, snails in the corner, <laughs> fucking dead. Let the blood rain from the sky! Yeah. But um, my buddy Chris Cruz, who uh, does listen to the show also, so shout out to Chris Cruz, um, he uh, he asked me, you know, I had been interested in playing Dungeons and Dragons for years and I never had a group and he had an opening in his group at the time and said, hey, you want to jump in? And, uh, you know, long story short, that's where I met C.B. Smith and to this day, uh, you know, I say to this day, it's only been a couple of years, but uh, I still play D&D with the guy when he can. Uh He's uh, in our current campaign. Uh, I am, um, me and him, we've we've kind of hooked up a little uh, in the in the game where uh, I play a fighter and he plays a uh, he plays a gnome, a gnome known as uh, Warlock Holmes. Norm and uh, <laughs> Warlock Holmes. We haven't done it in a while, but early on in the campaign, we were going a little Metal Gear where Holmes is riding on my fucking back with a gun, shooting monsters. <laughs> Again, just an, another shout out to my friend Chris Cruz running the game. And, uh, yeah, so C.B. Smith came on that episode, and uh, he had recently gone to boot camp, and uh, he he dropped all the military lore on us for Child's Play 3, which is a movie that I... It's it's definitely the worst of the the first set of Child's Play films. Sure. But there's enough about it that I don't hate it. I don't think it, I don't think it's as bad as as the latter films after Bride. No, no, no. I liked hearing the uh, the side of how, like, 
a novelization of a film can be just so radically different. Yeah. Oh, yeah. CB is also the reason why I paid an exorbitant amount of money for the um, <laughs> the novel itself, Child's Play 3, because I, I have a sickness, folks, and I needed to, to own that. So, yep. Got them. Yeah. Thank you, CB. Appreciate it. You know, we're, we're coming with all the plugs this episode because this is the one to do it. But he also does a, a show on YouTube, which we talked about when he was on. And uh, we do mention it occasionally on the show. Give him a, a, a plug here and there. But a show called Turning the Page he does on YouTube where he compares he compares the novelizations of movies to the books they're based on. And uh, when I asked him to come on, he he read Child's Play 3, the book, and he kind of like was telling us all about it when we did the recording. It was like super interesting, the changes that they made from the book to the movie with that film. Which is also weird because what did what did we also talk about? That the, the fact that, that's, that the original screenplay is basically the novelization before it goes to get shot? Yeah, yeah. You know? So that's like what was, what was supposed to happen? Yeah, like the way Chucky was killed off at the end was totally different. Like he gets shot in the head or some bullshit, and it's like totally not how it ends in the movie. No. They're on like one of those octopus rides or something, and then like some guy like yeah yeah the third act is in a different location altogether, isn't it? Yeah, and like some like some janitor or some shit like takes him home, like the body. It sounds familiar. I, I would also like to mention that episode. This didn't really turn into a character, but for this episode, it sure as fuck was a character. Uncle Frank from. Hellraiser made an appearance. Come to daddy <laughs> or Frank or whatever. Being a total pervy creep in that film. Yeah, well, didn't we bring up Corpse Fucker in that episode too? Corpse Fucker was pre-hysteria. Oh man, Corp- oh, how could I forget? I didn't even write him down on my list. I I need to just leave the show. Corpse Fucker. Well, he's in the he's in the dark corner of the MDU, dude. You don't want to fuck with that guy. Yeah, Corpse Fucker, obviously, for those at home, he, he was created in the pre-hysteria issue, issue, pre-hysteria three episode. <laughs> he's like Galactus. You know he's there, you know he's dangerous but you don't have the time to pay attention to him <laughs> just get done with your mini golf and get the fuck off the course or he's gonna do something dangerous to you yes yeah and to be fair he doesn't want to be bothered while he's drinking his fucking mai tai dude leave him alone no no <laughs> um a character that did uh, a character name i don't know how you even want to word this but charles lee ray just just specifically not even chucky <laughs> but charles lee ray uh was brought up on this show a lot the misadventures of human chucky like he's yeah, like yeah, he's two yeah. separate entities like chucky and then charles lee ray <laughs> Well, there's Brad Dorf, and then there's the doll. The antithesis of that was because the character Tyler, who Chucky was trying to possess in that film, kept calling him Charles repeatedly. Charles! Oh, Charles, where are you, Charles? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean the child who would definitely die if I left him outside for more than an hour? Yeah, yeah. We're playing hide your soul with Charles. Oh, my God. Pass. Um, Right up there with Bob, as far as most annoying children in a horror film ever. I think he's worse than Bob, that's my opinion. Yeah, well... Worst movie definitely doesn't do him any favors. Mommy, where's Charles, mommy? (laughs) I got out of the basement. Whoops. Oh, wait. No, I didn't. Spoilers to a 40-year-old movie. Sorry, guys. Oops. Uh, Okay. Man, we, we just were doing banger after banger this year. The next film is Super fucking Mario Brothers. Hell yeah. I th- okay, this is one of my favorite episodes that we did. Yeah, it's, it's in my top five. This is on my this is on my top five list. Uh, me too, because it is, the, it is the birthplace of my favorite audio clip that we've ever used. <laughs> <laughs> me too, Connor. Which I didn't know we were, it was going to happen when I listened to the episode back. And like, I'm in a Walgreens and I'm in like the allergy section or something. And then like, it gets to the point right here. <laughs> and I, I'm doubled over with my hand over my mouth and just trying not to look like I'm losing my mind because I have headphones in. Um, and I think went outside and just let it out. 
the best use of that ever, and I got to give Joe so many fucking props for this, was on the Reign of Fire episode. <laughs> when Matthew McConaughey jumps off that tower towards the fucking dragon. <laughs> yeah, the, the subsequent returns of it also broke me in half every time it happened. Oh, man. They, they pop up periodically, yeah. Matthew McConaughey yelling, come on, big boy, while do 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 just plays over it. It's fucking hilarious to me every time I hear it. Come on, big boy! Yeah, I, I, Connor, you, you, I'm right there with you. That was like, I almost think that's like a character in of itself. Just that riff uh, <laughs> being being inserted in other episodes for no reason other than that we find it hilarious. And how it's like immediately associated with like two people in a car driving through yeah. a busy street. like Or just like a ludicrous scene, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've also kind of expanded on the whole Mario Brothers lore where it's like, well, was it actually in the same, you know, <laughs> they're both in New York because the Baby's Day Out was happening across town. Yes, that was it. Yep. Joe Montana and Joe Pantoliano were over there stealing a baby yeah. while they were fucking around in the Scapelli's uh, pipes. Right. And, I, you know, I'm going to have to jump back briefly, and maybe this is an excuse to talk about a movie I kind of just named and didn't say anything about, but Lawn- Lawnmower Man? Because uh, Sidemo Man makes his first appearance in that film. Yes. How did we just miss that? He okay. He he is running as because we're gonna we're gonna figure out who's uh, the best uh, our, our favorite characters of of the MDU. But Sidemo Man is neck and neck with one other character that well, I'll get to when we get to that point. But fucking goddamn, dude, I still need that Job Sidemo Man team up buddy cop movie. <laughs> I need it. I, I just like the fact that I got to, like, exercise this movie out of my system finally and just sit down with other people and go, like, what the, isn't this fucking bizarre? Like, <laughs> It's great. I actually, I legitimately love it. I have to ask you, Connor. Did you ever get to watch the extended cut? No, and now I should, actually. Oh, dude, do yourself a favor. I probably will for a, for a suggestion I have next year as a preamble to it. But anyway. Let's oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I don't want to show my hand yet. Lawnmower Man is great. L- Lawnmower Man was, like... It's one of those movies that everything you read about it online is like, this movie's offensive and a piece of shit. And I'm like, ah, all right, maybe I just won't watch it. And then we did it for the show, and I'm like, people are fucking crazy. This, yeah. this movie's legitimately great. Yeah, it is. It, it's real good. It's great, and it's, and it's entertaining mm-hmm. as hell, and it's got some hilariously dated CGI and some really yeah. questionable decisions and lots of just strange shit happening. It's really entertaining. But also really cool concepts, too. Yeah. Like, I love Cyboman, and I'm there for Cyboman, but I just, the journey that Job and Dr. Angelo go on, like, concurrently, are just so fucking interesting. Wham! The adventures of Wham and Cyboman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Cybo Man. I, I gotta like sculpt the Cybo Man statue or something. Oh my god. Yeah. A man after my heart. <laughs> so we so we we break out of Super Mario Brothers and uh man. I thank God we did this film before we did the next one because I think it would have broke us all. Go shark. Uh, yeah, we, uh, my favorite part of this episode of, is uh, uh, Joe naming all of the fucking shark movies from the last, like, ten years. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them happened to be one of the movies I found, like, at two in the morning on Tubi, <laughs> and it was uh, Saw Women's Prisons Massacre, which I watched, like, a half hour of, and I was like, I think I get this now. Go shark sucks. I feel like the thing that we constantly have brought up after the fact with Go shark, besides, obviously, that we just shoehorned uh, Gunnar Hansen into Richard Mole. Yeah, sure did. Richard Mole might be coming, making a comeback on season three. Oh man, we got to do House. That movie's amazing. Wink, 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 wink. Uh, Richard Mole is amazing in that film if you haven't seen it. But uh, 
specifically the idea that this character Seraph uh, I was almost said Seraphine this 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 underage teen <laughs> oh no Seraphine that was last season yeah yeah this this underage teen that was constantly shown in peril practically nude uh, uh somehow kept coming up in this this show <laughs> oh it's funny but like goddamn ghost shark like like a, like a shark dies in a cave and is brought back to life and and Richard Mole's fucking wife died in the cave and she's back but just to warn him or something which doesn't sound it doesn't sound terrible like i'm i'm okay okay give me that but the the, the the problem is you need like a really skilled hand to take that level of nonsense and turn it into something that's like productive and good and yes <laughs> no none of those hands were present well you don't get that and that's why we insert gunner and gvd and fucking christian bale in the corner phasing in and out of reality <laughs> <laughs> yep oh yeah um one of the biggest problems with that film is the effects and like oh man this is a fucking crime man yeah man we go into the we go into it on that episode or after the fact we went into it um because we had no idea because we were like man these effects look like shit turns out that like the creature shop that did the shark did an amazing job on the shark it looks so good yeah. And then, like... They fucked it up. Yeah, whoever did the fucking post effects, like the compositing and shit, just totally fucking borked the whole goddamn thing, made everything look like shit. And it's a shame, because you could have did something really cool, and you just didn't. Instead of making a giant blue fucking gummy uh, shark bite fruit snack, <laughs> you could have did something good. Yeah. And it's a shame. <laughs> I, I feel bad for those effects artists, because they did a really, really nice job that's what i was about to say like i i hate it when anyone has to like or a team of people has to like dump that much manual labor into an effect and then just have someone like one of the fucking bean counters be like nah just fucking do it by computer the the thing remake (coughs) yeah it was a sci-fi original film and it's like what do you really expect but like you had a chance to make this like way more interesting than it ended up it's just like it's just like the thing uh I, i mean prequel i wouldn't call it a reboot but it's definitely a prequel um you know all of those effects were all practical by AD, uh, studio adi and they just fucking covered them all up with cgi and it's like okay yeah yeah like what's the logic at the end of the day it's oh, I tell you, the practical one doesn't look good enough yeah but like that's why the original well not the original but john carpenter's was so great because of the the effects in that you know i don't know yeah i wonder if that uncut version is ever going to get released i doubt it i hope it does but i doubt it <laughs> Or the D, the the D, the despecialized edition. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, I don't even know what you call that. <laughs> yeah. This this next uh, series of films, I, I'm kind of proud of in the sense that we added another uh, event month, if you will. I don't know what you want to even call it. another another event to the uh, the MDU because we have we have uh, you know we're gonna get to it. we have trashing through the snow and we have trick or trash, but <laughs> now we also have blockbuster bombs. Yeah, which which I had a lot of fun with this year. That was something new that we tried. Yeah, same. I like this concept because I think everyone has a memory of a movie they've seen that came out in like the the you know April March to like all the way to August July period where in between all these giant tentpole releases you have these little films that either try and you know undeservedly fail or a movie like Cats which was doomed to fail uh, oh. and just falls on its face. Uh, and then to hear the stories about how much money is just burned <laughs> in another situation is fascinating to me. Uh, what, did, what did you say on, on the preamble before we started? <laughs> that Cats is the only film with, like, a, a patch? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's getting patched <laughs> as it's released. <laughs> like a fucking video game. I didn't say it before, but towards the end of that movie, apparently Judy Dench lifts her hands up, and they forgot to 
finish the effect on her hand, and she has a full human hand with a wedding ring on, and it's just there in the fucking movie. What? And I also heard there are models in the background that people forgot to add fur to, so it's just these fucking gray blobs that hang out in the background sometimes. Oh my god. You wanna know why? Sounds like a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Should've fucking been people in makeup, but okay. Yeah, no, Taylor Swift had to go to cat school for that movie. I'm sorry, what? Taylor Swift allegedly went to a cat school to learn how to be a cat for 30 seconds. That fucking moron on wood wouldn't she <laughs> i gotta go i gotta go be my sh- i gotta go be a cat how much money do i have i have i'm gonna go to cat school money yeah when you have i'm gonna go to cat school money maybe you should just fucking go fuck off somewhere god damn that aggravates me so much i don't know why yeah well you want to know something that actually made a lot of money but we still hated it well we didn't hate we, we actually didn't hate it I, I, I'm kind of shocked that we didn't hate it, but Clash of the Titans. Um, yeah. I didn't particularly like it. Yeah, and I brought this one up as a as an idea because, like, it it's a remake of a really well-respected classic fantasy film that came out, and people were like, did you hear that? No? Okay. <laughs> Dude, it made a ton of money. It made a ton of money. It, it made a shitload of money because I, I think the marketing for it really helps because I remember seeing the trailer for it and going, holy shit. Not that that's obviously, like, a, a uh, immediate you know, equivalation to good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it bombed as far as, yeah, it bombed as far as cultural relevance and footprint goes. Like, how do you, how do you remake a movie like that and then just not, you know... Deliver? Either you home run or you fail. Yeah. Well, it's a sequel, I think, that ended up shit-canning it in the long run. <sighs> yeah, well, Connor keeps talking about this, and uh, I don't know, man, maybe it's on the fucking plate. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, I feel like I think we I think we should close the book and watch it. Oh man, <laughs> Connor's gonna break that T-shirt out again. Oh shit! I found it finally. Yeah. Oh yeah, you found. It? Okay, yeah. For a while there, I was getting nervous. You said, you know, just between me, Joe, and Connor, you know, he was saying, "Oh man, I think I lost the fucking shirt. I don't know what happened to it." So this is a relief. Yeah, I just I discovered it like a few weeks ago. I was like, "Where the fuck have you been?" I think Sean said it best on that episode. It left it left me uh, just like Connor's shirt, um, uh, sun sun bleached, wrinkled with a hole in the side. <laughs> I did say I'd still go see it, though, but I had to be extremely fucked up to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, sun-stained, a stretch collar, and a hole in the side. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> it is one of my favorite episodes, though. Hey, wait, you know what? We get, we got some interesting characters out of it. Yeah. We got Sam. Yeah, I got us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got the Sam Worthington patented scream. <laughs> yeah! 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 <laughs> is it a scream, or is it like a yelp? I don't even know what the hell you want to call it. He sounds like Link, if Link got... Put in a fucking meat grinder. If you dipped Link into boiling water, that's the sound he would make. I'm still thinking about the ending of that film, how fucking Liam Neeson, a.k.a. Zeus, just like, like, ah, everyone you love's dead. Here's Gemma O'Brien and not the rest of your family. Yeah, here's your dad whose corpse is literally 100 feet that way. I'm not going to bring him back. Isn't it Gemma Arterton? Is that her name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gemma Arterton. Gemma O'Brien at just out of us. Gemma O'Brien, I think, is actually a graphic designer. Oh man, dude! Uh, no, that is one of my favorite episodes, though. There's some good conversation in that episode. Yes, a lot of funny yes. jokes, in my opinion. Liam Neeson uh, being a piece of shit in that film, just basically being Qui Gon. He is a fucking scum dog in that, isn't he? Yeah. And then of course, uh, it's <laughs> me, Ralph Fiennes. Oh, me the 
the boy who lived upon uh, a cadavera. The the most the most tired sounding Rafe finds I've ever seen. Yeah, we've talked about it a little already, but the next film on this list was Rain of Fire. Yes, starring Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey, which I think we all liked. I I didn't I didn't like it. Y- yeah, because um, I like I went into that wanting so much more and didn't get any of the things that I I wanted. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. I think it's fine. It's very middle of the road. I like McConaughey's fucking performance. Oh, he was great. He's so he's fucking eating that. He's fucking eating that scenery up, boy. Time is a flat circle, man. <laughs> Fuck, our oh, fucking times flat circle. When you fu- when you fucking get that dragon and you get they put that big boy right in the middle there. He's he's fucking. He's, it's all about it, man. He's fucking dragon time. Here we go. And actually, uh, after some time had passed, I was like, I don't think I hated that, but I certainly didn't like it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it had to grow on you a little bit, and I get it. I mean, that's happened with me, like, you know, back in season one, especially when, you know, I saw a monster in the closet. That one always comes to mind that I just totally despise that film. And then I saw way worse movies. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just not for me, but it's not horrible. I thought that was always hilarious because you blew your wad on that, saying, like, this is the worst movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we did House of the Dead, like, the next week or a couple weeks later. I think you, yeah, you totally wreck on that in the next episode. Yeah, you ha- it's, it's like, you had not yet begun to suffer. I just, <laughs> you're like, this movie gets its own dumpster. Monster in the Closet's a good movie. I mean, I think I, I have the list in front of me. We, we did Frankenstein Unbound after that, and then Dungeons and Dragons, so, oh, which man. we recorded, I think, two or three fucking times because of technical errors. No, Dungeons and Dragons was a torturous, was a torturous movie. We had to record that movie fucking twice. Yeah, that was rough. And I remember yep. being so upset that I had to watch it again and talk about it. I had this weird thing where, like, once I say something about a movie, like, I, I don't feel like I need to say it again. Does that make sense? Right. No, I get that. In an extended uh, 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 format. Yeah. But Rain of Fire, uh, I don't know what else to really say. It was a fun movie. It was a good episode, in my opinion. Could have been better. Well, as far as the movie goes, could have been better, but it's fine. Uh, The episode was pretty good. Right, right. It was also the return of Bale, Christian Bale, who's going to, you know, I want to save him a little bit because he's going to be more prominent in a a movie we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Sam Worthington, too, believe it or not. Oh, I forgot. I forgot he's in that movie, too. No, not him. Gerard Butler was in uh, uh, Reign of Fire unexpectedly. Gerard Butler from Angel Has Fallen. Hello, I'm Gerard Butler. Yeah. I'm back. (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I'm I'm in the MDU somewhere. Fucking around. I don't know where, though. He's, he's, He's busy fighting a giant weather machine, okay? Oh, or whatever. See ya. All I know is this next film was fucking amazing, and it was called Deep Rising. Oh yeah. Uh, straight up, this was a uh, like, this was a movie I am so mad that I never got around to sooner in my life, and th- this wasn't the first time I'd seen it. It was the first time I'd seen it all together in one sitting, because uh, I'd never seen it in one one sitting. And uh, having done that, I was telling people the next day, I was like, if you ever seen this movie Deep Rising? You fucking should. <laughs> it's so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. It's so good. It, it's a staple of fucking uh, giant monster movies for sure. Um, and or sea monster movies, in my opinion. Yeah. And it, it made me completely reevaluate Treat Williams because he's a delight in that movie. And I didn't know he was like that good. Yeah, yo, he's fucking awesome. I mean, Kevin J. O'Connor is so good in that that it it made me go out and seek other Kevin J. O'Connor films. Yeah. Famke Jansen. Her too. Yeah. Who else is in that? West West Studi. Side note, Master of Illusion, they're both in. Lord of Illusions is great too. Right, right, right. Uh, but Deep Rising, yeah, I, I, I like our spin on it towards the end there where we said they all ended up on the fucking island where Shao Kong had uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> 
even though it's actually Skull Island. Yeah. Like, in canon. Honestly, that happened because Kano was in that fucking film. <laughs> T-Ray, if you will. They're, 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 they're islands in the same chain. They're just all there. Yeah, T-Ray didn't die. He just comes back with a metal plate in his face. Hello, baby. Did you miss me? I've studied all your moves. MK Jansen fucking shoots him in the dick. And uh, after that joyous film, romp, whatever you want to refer to it as, we had... Uh, Rip-roaring good time? Yeah, yeah. It, it, after that followed... Uh, you know, I thought Dragon Ball Evolution was the worst film we did this year. And then came along Pluto Nash. <laughs> Fuck this movie. <laughs> The worst film I think we've ever done. <sighs> I think it beats out House of the Dead. I think it has to. It, it Well, yeah, because like House of the Dead is like, there's something kind of like sideshowy about Uva Bowl where you're like, wow, someone let you do this. Right, like even Devon's Ghost, it has some merit where like the, the fights are kind of cool, even though it doesn't make any sense that they're just, everyone knows karate, but like it's at least entertaining. Here's the thing. Devon's Ghost is an independent film. Well, right. Home Alone 4 was a made-for-TV movie, so it kind of doesn't count. This <laughs> right, is right. a full-blown blockbuster film that made it to theaters. That Eddie Murphy spent his own money making. Yeah, so like this puts it in a whole nother fucking uh, 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 arena. It fucking tanked his career. It caused Dolomite to not get made for like fucking 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, and as a comedy, it's one of the most painfully unfunny experiences I've ever had to sit through. There's like not a single joke lands with the exception of like maybe one or two. Oops. Oh god, the fucking French made. Yeah, it's 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 dull and the it's kind of gets nonsensy at the end and there's people who should be, you know, acting and they're just asleep. It's dog shit. It, it's really bad. It, it's poor filmmaking, poor for all the funny people that are that are in that film, it's not funny. It's just it's a sh- it, it's sad. It's hard for me to say a movie is objectively terrible, yeah. but Pluto Nash is objectively terrible, yeah. and I stand firm in that stance. Like I, I, I don't think it has any redeeming qualities. Totally agree, it, and it's unfortunate. It's just it's sad to see. It's sad to watch that movie and just watch fucking Eddie Murphy degrade the whole film. Yeah, <laughs> it just turns to dust by the time it ends. <laughs> yeah, well, he gets thrown out a fucking window or something, or this clone, I guess, from a fucking what a, a femur? What is it? Uh, from his from his liver pancreas from his like from his ki- his oh, kidney God. or his pancreas or something stupid like that. Yeah, we cloned you from it, but y- y- I'm a totally different type of person. Cause Alec Baldwin trained me. <laughs> WZW. Oh, fuck that movie, dude. <laughs> it sucks. Um, I do like that we got Zones Old C Zolson out of that. Yeah, the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zolk Sogan. Zandre the Zion. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was a good one. The, the Big Show's father. <laughs> The big slow? Okay. Yeah. We we have this next pick, uh, kind of shoehorned in between two bad films, but uh, The 13th Warrior. Man, thank God for this movie, because... <laughs> <laughs> this is also one of my top five movies uh, that we've done, uh, or episodes, rather. Um, <clears throat> it was such a great thing to, to kind of re-experience, right? Because I think I had mentioned that I've only seen, seen bits and pieces of it. Um, and then sitting down with it, man, it was so enjoyable. It was really good. Um, and I still haven't gotten a chance to go read the Michael Crichton book that it's based off of, but I definitely want to this year. That's on my list. Um, yeah, I had a great time with that episode and I think, I think we all had a really good time with that episode. I love that movie. I love that episode. Um, and that's one of my 
uh, in the two years we've done this, one of my favorite discoveries of a movie that you know kept flying constantly underneath the radar for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm again super mad I slept on it for so long because I had no, I didn't know what the fuck it was about for a long time. I thought it was a fantasy film. It's not at all. Right. Um, I mean, it's not. It's 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 like pseudo history, but you know what I mean. It's not fantasy. Um, and then I watched it and I was like, this is just so fucking my shit. Like, <laughs> I love all of this. It's satisfying as hell. Yeah. I think I remember I liked that movie, but I did not love it. But uh, solid ass film. Mm-hmm. What's funny is that like a couple days ago, I booted up Skyrim because every now and then I get that bug, and then I walk them to uh, I think it's Windhelm the city, and Ulfric- oh yeah, we were talking about that. Ulfric Stormcloak sitting there, and all of a sudden the wo- the voice of that movie's Beowulf comes out of that body, and I was like, God, I can't- I forgot he's fucking in this game. Yeah, Vigo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, forgot about that. I wish I could forget about this next film. Uh, Woo, boy. Our, our friend of the show, uh, Arlen Harrow, unfortunately also had to sit through this fucking hot mess. The Green Lantern. Mm, mm, mm. To cap that, this was our last bomb that dropped, wasn't it? It was, it was a fucking bomb. Sure was. Yeah. It was, a, it was a fart to go out on. I'll tell you what. This movie is like, has a weird history, especially pertaining to what we do at Phantom Zone, because the writer and producer of this movie basically, like, they this obviously bombed. This was supposed to be the kickstart of the DC film universe, and it just this movie just fucking died because it's bad. Um, but uh, out of the ashes, of this movie, Greg Berlanti and uh, Guggenheim went on to lead the CW's DC show uh, network, and that's been their baby ever since. So I'm glad they got a re- you know a redemption story out of it. And that universe is thriving while their film universe is stagnating. <laughs> and you have only said nice things about the TV shows, which I don't watch. There's there's some there's some bad quality stuff that pops up every now and then but overall like i've had a blast with all those shows so we all know how it worked out for ryan reynolds mm-hmm. so yeah at the end of the day cost fucking warner brothers probably a shit ton of money but hey uh almost everybody came out of that okay except you know i still feel bad for mark strong still the perfect sinestro i'm gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna keep saying that he's the best part of that movie easy um and just for somebody again and i had mentioned on the episode that's my whole stance on that episode is i'm not a fan of green lantern um i don't really know too much about him um, and just that, the and because of that, even just watching the film as kind of like my first in-depth exposure, yeah, exposure, in-depth take on Green Lantern as a whole, um, it's just not, it's just not good. It's it's a mess. No. It's a mess just from a just from a filmmaking point of view, um, and storytelling point of view. So I could imagine why this pissed so many people off in general. Yeah. I, I do like where Michael Clark Duncan says poozer. Like, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what Sean's here for, poozer? Yeah. Poozer. Kilowog, man. Great character. They fucked it up. Yeah, they just fucking put him right in the background. We go from that, right, you know, we had, we had I didn't even realize that till just now. We had two back-to-back episodes with guests. We had Mr. Boogity coming up next for Trick or Trash with Matt Curione. Oh, yeah. Oh, with the most incompetent ghost I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I've said before, that goes as a thundering dumbass. Slimer would body this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Slimer doesn't even have legs, and he would kick this guy's ass. <laughs> yeah, that this movie was, you know, again, uh, kind of like what Joe was saying for Home Alone 4. Not that I'm comparing the two, but it was a made-for-TV movie. It's for kids. It's kind of like of the Hug-A-Bunch variety, I would say. Or it's a failed pilot, depending on what you read. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> That's one of the best takes in that fucking episode. Uh, we're fucking, sh- we're fucking. Matt calls you. Out on that. It's 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 not even like I made that up. Like I was like, yeah, it's like a failed pilot. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, sorry, boogity expert. <laughs> He's a proud boogity expert. He says he watches it a lot. He is a proud boogity expert. Um, 
I'm kind of lukewarm on that one. I, I didn't watch that one yeah. growing up as a kid, so I mean, the nostalgia is not built in for me. I mean, it's fine. It's Disney Channel original. I I, I mean, I would be interested to see it. Uh, not a bad VHS rip. So maybe one day on Disney Plus, I'll pop it on just to see. Um, I popped on the Disney Plus version, and it's not any better. They didn't like clean oh. it up or anything. <laughs> it's just there. All right. Well, you did the work for me, Joe. Even Disney doesn't give a shit. No, it's there. Um, you can watch it if you want. I mean, I don't need to watch it. No, I'm. You know what? You just uh, you just caused me not to even bother. So. Thank you. You're watching on Disney Plus, and like a tracking line goes up the screen, like real quick. Like <laughs> it just kind of blows my mind because, like, now I've heard of Mr. Boogity. I think I watched it one other time with my buddy Chris Barr. I th- I'm pretty sure we did, but it just never really came up in the circle of my friends, or even like on social media until this year. And then it was like a big thing, and everybody's like, "Mr. Boogity, Mr. Boogity, Mr. Boogity," and I'm like. I haven't seen you motherfuckers say one goddamn thing about this ever. And maybe I just didn't see it at the time, but it just happened. I just happened to be seeing everything this year. Um, and you're you're the guy who's telling me about fucking fuzz buckets. So if right. you don't know about it, what what's going on? Well, I, well, that's the thing, right? <laughs> I feel like I should have known about it earlier and I just I just didn't. I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those weird things, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Curione, um, you can check out his podcast, Monsters Never Die, that he does with his buddy. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's really good stuff. Uh, they talk about the classic monster films and the newer remakes and and all the stuff in between. Good shit. Um, episode twenty seven, guys, An, uh, the creation of another wizard. Demonic toys. This is my favorite. Okay, so remember when I was like, oh, Cybo Man and another character? It's Charnetsky the Brown, dude. Easy. <laughs> Easy. He's in my top five. I have somebody else that might uh, put him away, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come to that by the end of the episode. I was amazed at how many other times we could slide him into an episode. Like, as soon as, once Salvation started, I was like, oh my god. It's like every five minutes I can bring this guy Well, because it's like, Terminator, so it kind of works, like, hellishly well. Yeah. I, I don't think I ended up loving that movie, but a lot of it really was works and i and i have to just say the fa- the thing i remember the most is not even from the movie it's connor saying that this lump of shit was yeeted over a kid's shoulder <laughs> i i'm I, if, if the phrase he luke skywalker it becomes a thing i'll happily take credit for it <laughs> fuck this that is one of the hardest times i've laughed throughout a, the entirety of the first and second seasons uh when you were describing all of that um so that really sticks out for me. But Demonic Toys as a whole, I mean, it was so cool to finally do a Full Moon movie. Yes. Which that whole, I mean, Full Moon is near and dear to me. Um, and like the Puppet Master series. Well, it was a great excuse not only to talk about Demonic Toys, but also to just talk about Full Moon. Sure. And uh, John, Carl, John Carl Beekler is in there doing effects. And, oh, yeah. Doing all the puppets. And David Allen doing the doing stop motion stuff. Um, everything. everything. I, I just really love Demonic Toys. I feel like Demonic Toys was peak full moon easy um and then it just kind of went downhill from from that point i mean you get a couple good ones in there but uh pretty soon we're doing curse of the puppet master and it's like yeah the The littlest fucking reich uh evil bong and all that shit like you can keep that full moon this next film near and dear to my heart but i don't think joe and connor felt the same way keenan and kel Uh, two heads are better than none uh this was fine Yeah. It's difficult going back and, like, absorbing Nickelodeon uh, from that time period as a 30-year-old because you're like, 
Oh, man, I don't know if I have the patience for this anymore. <laughs> Thanks for the ketchup! <laughs> it didn't hold up well for me. I feel like I had those rose-tinted glasses on, and I was kind of just letting shit that usually would ruin a film for me, like, go. Shit, no, that's fine. But, uh, no, because in the same breath, I'm going to say that, like, I fired up the fucking Are You Afraid of the Dark DVDs not too long ago. Like, especially uh, during that month, during the Trick or Trash month uh, for Halloween. And How do they hold up with Mr. Sardo in the gang? Oh, it's Sardo! Um... <laughs> Just waiting for that. They're all good. Uh, not well. No, man. I'm gonna take that back. <laughs> I'm gonna say the first and second season are solid all the way through. Once you hit three, it gets dicey, um, and then it's like one or two episodes that are good, and then some of them are whatever. Whereas I feel like, as far as Keenan and Kel and Are You Afraid of the Dark go comparatively, I feel like. Keenan and Kel is a little bit more mature than Are You Afraid of the Dark is, which sounds kind of weird because it's the horror show, right? Right, right. Um, but I feel uh, that's how I feel about Keenan and Kel. And by that time, and, and Kenan, Keenan and Kel are like older in um. Well, right. It's, it, it is the last episode of that TV show, and it go. And I don't know. It, it just kind of. It just doesn't. It doesn't hold up as well as as some other stuff. As some other Nickelodeon stuff does. Hey, but you gotta agree. Watching Ken Forey get electrocuted twice by lightning is pretty <laughs> hilarious. It 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 has its moments for sure. Uh, Ken Forey. Every every moment Ken Forey's in is fucking gold. I mean, let's be honest. The MDU connections alone between that and Sid uh, Haig, <laughs> fucking make that episode for me. Oh my god, when you fucking brought that up, I fucking died. I was like, holy shit, I totally forgot that he's in Devil's Rejects. Yeah, man, just that man fucked a chicken. He sure did, and Michael Berryman, yeah. I'm not a chicken fucker. Yeah, Berryman's there too, man. Yeah, it might, and he's in that too, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's there with Ken Forey when they're buying the chickens. Sure is. Um, And then the last film, which I think we can all agree was pretty fucking rocking. Don't kick me off the show. Uh, Trick or Treat. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat, fucking. I mean, what is there to say about it? It's amazing. It's, it, it's again. It's, it's like, awesome. It's. I think it's one of the best. Uh, it's one of my. It's like top ten horror for me, like of all time. If I had to replace like a face on the like slasher villain Mount Rushmore with Sammy Kerr, I would. Oh hell I yeah! Like that character so much, and I'm like almost kind of glad that like he's preserved in this one little movie that you can't fuck with um but at the same time i'm almost like we could get more of that guy like <laughs> it's always good you get that fucking ray gun from richie rich and you just shoot fucking chucky or or uh, jason right off the side and just replace yep. him with sammy kerr oh my god richie rich there's one but at the same time knowing that actor passed away i don't think i want anybody to do that again because it's just like i no. i think his performance is perfect no i if it's not tony fields i don't need it sorry right. he was perfect it's still eerie how close to the age of the character that he was when he actually passed i know that that blew me away when i fucking i think it was within a year or two right yeah yeah well as far yeah mm -hmm. as far as like how old he was yeah Yeah. it was like early to mid 30s like both characters died or both the the character and the person i think he says 34 in the movie and then he died when he was 36 in real life yeah (sighs) maybe tony fields went into that movie and that's why it's so good yeah i could see it you know episode 30 guys Terminator Salvation, a film I didn't know we would ever even talk about. No, and I think that episode for me is up there too. Have I said five already? Uh, little little uh, spoilers. It's my number one. Is it your number one? I... Oh shit! Really? That's sincerely surprising. Yeah, man, I love that episode because we got to talk about fucking Terminator for two hours. Yeah, it was just fun to talk about all that stuff. It was a little off the beaten path, you know what I mean? Because we're usually talking about like obscure horror movies and stuff on here, but t- this was a weird year because we did 
you know, the blockbuster bombs thing and, and, and even the Terminator. And, you know, we're not going to mince words here. Like, we'll do something that's conducive to what's popular at the moment, but in a weird way, right? So, like, yeah. So like when, when the Child's Play remake came out, like, right. what were we going to do? Child's Play the first one? No, we're going to do the fucking, we're going to do the oddball of the whole <laughs> fucking series, which is three, you know? Right, yeah. And uh, the same thing goes for Terminator, you know? What are you going to do? Terminator Genesis or, or three? No. Well, especially after we had done Clash of the Titans, we were kind of, like, talking behind the scenes, like, man, like, maybe we should just do Salvation so we can really just, like, flesh out this Sam Worthington character, and I think we did. That, too, but it was all, it was very much about, like, well... Dark Fate, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was about the Dark Fate coming out, but it was also, like, well, what is the what is the Terminator movie right now that everybody doesn't like, or has, or, yeah, or yeah. gets a bad rap? And it was, like, Oh yeah, remember Salvation? And I think that's I think uh, we can credit that to Connor for being like, let's do Salvation. Yeah, yeah, it was a movie I remember being really fucking excited for in the theaters, and the initial theatrical experience was like a little disappointing because it just didn't have enough of what I really crave for it. But going back and revisiting, I was like, this is a fun apocalyptic, you know, war movie. Well, I think that's the movie where like everybody was like, where the fuck's Arnold? And then all of the shit that came after it was the nightmare, right? It still fucking kills me that James Cameron is gonna sit there and say that it's a piece of shit when in every interview after he did T2 he was like if they want to make another one they should do the war they should do the fucking war and then it's like it comes out don't go see it it sucks Fuck you, James Cameron. Uh, yeah, fuck you. That now he's here in fucking 2019. Like Dark Fate is the best Terminator movie since the last one that I did. Yeah. Fuck you. <sighs> fuck you and your fucking Avatar movies that are never coming out. There's so many interviews out there for Dark Fate. I don't want to talk about this too long. Yeah. But where the director is basically blaming Cameron, and there's interviews where Cameron's blaming the director, and it's like nobody can get their fucking story straight. Why this film just was a major flop. Dude, it, it's a cash grab. Don't even fucking try to bullshit me i mean for crying out loud when when linda hamilton went on like one of the late night shows of like so how's the film she's like yeah it's okay <laughs> and everyone laughed but like if you read her body language i don't think she was lying no she wasn't because it's just whatever like fine if you like terminator i guess you're gonna like it but do we we don't need it all those uh sound bits and video clips of the game of thrones cast after it ended everyone's like how was it and they're like no oh, it's the best thing ever yeah. and they just walked away and and i kind of want to say this here to just anyone listen that just thinks that we're, we're bitter or we're just kind of jaded and and that's not the case at all listen no, like, not at all if you like dark fate or you like terminator 3 just to kind of you know thread the needle on the terminator uh line uh sure we here pretty much i think unanimously agree that those two films suck ass but who are we to tell you what you can enjoy now we may of course not. think you're fucking crazy just as I'm sure some of the films we've done for this show and enjoyed, you may think we're fucking nuts for enjoying. But mm-hmm. it's you know it's all a matter of opinion, and I think Joe's talked about this about this specifically in the show. How you know we're also kind of chalking some of this up for comedy's sake, but yeah, at the end of the day, it, it's just our opinion. Yeah, and it's and like Sean just said, like we're also this also is a comedy podcast, right? Like, I. It, <sighs> The comedy element comes in because, like, what are we going to do? Just fucking, you know. Well, I I also think, like, and I don't want to be, like, you know, too uh, nihilistic here, but I think we're all pretty fucking funny when we we get on the podcast and start talking to each other. I I think it kind of comes naturally. Sure. I I guess what I'm saying is there's there's so many other podcasts out there doing movies and we kind of, I don't know, we kind of want to make it a little bit more fun and we want to talk about the movies, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we give the movies a hard time. We bust their balls. But... We like them for the most part, right? Yeah. But as far as as far as um, 
us saying something sucks and you being like, that's not true. Um, again, like that's your opinion. It's, it's our opinion. And, and I think the thing we want to encourage is to not just say things suck. Have a reason. If you like it, fine. Tell me why you like it or why you don't like it. Let's have an intelligent right. conversation about it. I mean, we just ha- we just happen to have dirty mouths, so it sounds like we're like, yeah, fucking motherfuck that fucking thing, piece of garbage shit. But <laughs> right. we're also, I mean, if you do listen in between the lines, if you're if you can do that, you know what I mean. Um, we are having a conversation that plays can play to both sides, and like I can see Sean's point of view on something, and I can see Connor's point of view, and still disagree with them. You know what I mean? But also, we can talk about why they like something, why they don't, or vice versa. You know what I mean? Right, and I, I think we're also pretty open that we're not going to sugarcoat anything that we don't like. Just no. like we, we talk praise upon praise about films like that we did like, like like Terminator Salvation, that we all kind of agreed was like, it doesn't make any sense why people just overlook this film because of how well it's made. Just because Christian Bale got into an argument behind the scenes and it turned into this big fucking thing. Yeah, and that's that's this movie's legacy. Well, that's the movie where Christian Bale freaked out. Okay, like, if you want to be reductive, sure. Exactly. Remember when Family Guy fucking made fun of it like a week after it happened and it was just a fucking still shot of a recorder moving with Peter Griffin talking? Remember that? Oh, so a Family Guy sketch. <laughs> oh, my God, you just, you just nailed it, Connor. That's how everybody remembers it. And... And that's and I think even said in that episode that like I saw everybody doing their Terminator rewatches and nobody was watching Salvation and I'm like what the fuck that's like the best one after one and two you know yeah but like yeah but even Dark Fate like I don't like that movie but I can acknowledge the fact that it's a well made movie um, the choreography is really cool some of the concepts are neat in it I just don't need it like I don't need Linda Hamilton or Tur- or or Arnold anymore you know and 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 that's cool if you do and but I disagree with it you know what I mean but I'm also not saying it's a piece of shit but I think Terminator 3 however is 5 steps backwards from T2 um in terms of filmmaking and storytelling and effects and all kinds of shit I just I think Terminator 3 is straight up just a poorly made movie in general um, yeah, it's not funny, it's not cheeky, it's stupid. But that's my opinion. Episode 31. Uh-oh. Our Thanks Garbage episode of the year. Uh, last year we did uh, Home Sweet Home starring Body by Jake and uh, Mistake. <laughs> this year, uh, a much better film, Blood Rage. Leaps and bounds above uh, Home Sweet Home Easy. Hey, you could actually see what was happening at the end of the film. Yeah. That and, like, I gave a shit about what was going on screen half the time in Home Sweet Home. I'm like, look, I'm just waiting for a large man to jump off screen and smush you. That's what this whole movie is. <laughs> <laughs> body slam someone under a car hood, right? Yeah, it's just it's just ambush body slams is that entire film. Because all those characters are terrible. Yeah, uh, in Home Sweet Home, but I think it, it has its charms. You know what I mean? I, I think I think you should see Home Sweet Home at least once if you can get through it. Yeah, yeah. But Blood Rage. But Blood Rage, I would recommend probably watching once a year, honestly. Every year, man. It's on. It's definitely in the fucking rotation. I mean, I watched it twice. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it for the episode. And uh, my girlfriend was kind of like, you know, every once in a while coming in the room looking at like, oh, man, this is this is pretty good. And uh, after we recorded the episode, we went back and I watched it with her and she loved it, too. So I don't really know what to say about that movie without just saying, hey, fucking watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's a fucking fantastic slasher movie. Um, I watched it twice, too. We watched it for the show and then I watched it again while I was editing the episode (laughs) 
Thanksgiving night. Uh, I watched it twice because I have the memory of a dying Alzheimer's patient. So <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I, I would even maybe argue. Um, I don't want to put the cart before the horse here, but like we talked about on the Black Christmas episode, uh, how it was a very underrated film in the sense of like casual horror fans probably have never heard of it and of course like you know people that are super into horror are probably like oh what are you talking about this is a classic yeah right i think blood rage is kind of in that same territory where a lot of casual fans of the genre are just like what the f- blood rage what are you talking about what is that oh i know a lot of people haven't fucking heard of it i mean with the advent of the internet it's a little different but i remember before this movie uh hit before arrow uh had put it out um i think it was arrow was it Arrow? Yeah, I think Arrow had put it out, like a three-disc uh, deluxe special edition Blu-ray. Like, you could only get it on tape or, like, bad VHS rips. Um, and I don't think a lot of people had even seen it. I mean, I know people, like again, like you said, like, in the in the, uh, the horror community have seen it. But, like, you, yeah, like, most people don't know what the fuck this movie is. Yeah, I think I even talked about it. It was either on that episode or the Black Christmas episode I was talking about how I wasn't, like, a major horror fan probably until I was, like, in my late teens early 20s mm-hmm. so i definitely I, at one point fell into that category so i, I there's sure. definitely gotta be people in the same you know scenario but blood rage god damn what can you say uh it's also one of those things too like if you've never even heard of blood rage like i encourage you to we encourage you to go check it out that's kind of that's kind of one of the other points of the show right to, to kind of unearth- right right it's movie dumpster because we're rummaging through cinema's garbage meaning all the like you're not going to find the fucking Irishman here, right? You're not going to find fucking <laughs> right. Casablanca here. You're going to find the bottom of the barrel shit that gets tossed to the fucking side that most people have never heard of or just kind of threw, threw away, right? And we're kind of unearthing these gems. Like the Runestone. I'm sure a bunch of people that I know have seen that film, but I'm sure a lot of people never fucking heard of it, and they should go check it out, you know? Right, and I was, I was one of those people last year. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, you said rubbaging through cinema's garbage. It's like, you know, every once in a while you found, like, that gold ring that got mixed in with the fucking trash compactor. <laughs> right. I feel like we're those old ladies from Labyrinth that put all the fucking... But instead, we're, like, putting, like, VH ta- VHS tapes on our backs. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, Blood Rage. Okay. Oh, oh, Black Christmas. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Make yourself up. But yeah, and I I, I I can't stress enough, just while we're on the topic right now, like I can't stress enough that like the the name of the show might throw you off like, oh, movie dumps. Oh, they, they shit on movies because they think they're stupid. They, they, they're, they're cynical assholes. And it's like, no, dude, that's like not the fucking point of this uh, show. And I've said it multiple times. We've said it multiple times through different episodes. And if you don't listen to the show, then you wouldn't fucking know what it is, right? <laughs> you would, or if you do listen to it, you do know that that's the case. But um, I think if you don't listen to the show and you decided to make the the wrap up episode your first one, you're you're probably confused. Yeah, just a bit. But maybe maybe it'll uh, spark something in you. Go check out some old episodes. Yes, or or if not the episodes, at least the movies. I mean, we we'd uh, honestly love you to listen to the episodes. But hey, check the fucking movies out at least. Yeah, at least watch the movies, please. Or or listen to the episode and then watch the movie. Yeah, or you know whatever order makes you feel comfortable. Oh yeah, yeah. Watch the watch the movie and then listen to the episode. That way you're fresh. Sometimes we record the episode and then I watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually do that, but uh, I think that that would be a hell of a. What are you, John Hurt? You are, aren't you? <laughs> that was. Uh, I'm going to mention Arlen briefly here again. He uh, he he does another show called I think it's called the Lost Horrors. Lost Horrors. And I listened to one of his episodes. Sorry, Arlen, if I'm thrown into the bus here a little bit, but he did an episode like on 
on uh, old horror films or something, and uh, he starts talking about a movie, and his co-host is like, I thought we were doing The Wolfman. <laughs> the, the Wolfman. And, and uh, Arlen's like, oh, are we? Uh, all right, I'm just going to have to, uh, he's like, just start talking. I'm going to have to just try to remember The Wolfman while you explain the uh, the uh, plot. <laughs> His, um, his, it's funny because his friend Eric, the one he does a show with, is, um, he's French Canadian and is like, he's seen a criminally limited list of horror films. So a lot of the time, Arlen is whisking him through these for the first time. Oh, that's, that sounds fun. <laughs> I just, it, it, it jumped in my because I check out his podcast every once in a while and that one stood out to me. I think he might have a mild freak out if he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> we go from Blood Rage into trashing. Through the snow. Yep, right into the Christmas season. With a film Connor pitches on saying, yeah, something from my childhood. It's pretty heartwarming. <laughs> oh, God. I eat, eat, Question mark, dude. Ate my foot on that one. <laughs> you had both You had both fucking Santa boots in your mouth. Uh, I, I, was, I had an ankle deep in my throat in that <laughs> one. Um, Prancer dresses itself up as like a wholesome family Christmas movie that is just misery from start to finish. There's very little happiness throughout. And then at the end, it's like, look, the magic of Christmas. Maybe not really get out by. <laughs> hey, have you ever, gr- did you grow up in the Bible Belt? This is the movie for you. Uh, the In the poor section. Yeah, down the street from fucking Clark Griswold. Yeah, man. Oh, real quick, deviating real fast. <laughs> uh, speaking of Cr- Clark Griswold and what's his name? G- Galecki, what's his name? Uh, it is something Galecki, I forget. Anyways, whatever Galecki, the guy, the kid from Roseanne, he was just in a movie with um, uh, Angelica Houston called The Cleanse, and I believe, I don't know if that was 2018 or 19, but that was a very good film. Hey man, he's coming off all that Big Bang Theory money. Yeah man, and that was a really good independent film, and the guy who who directed that directed the new Critters, and I'll tell you what, shouldn't have fucking done it, because it sucks. <laughs> The movie, mind you, not the series. Some mistakes were made. <laughs> Big mistake. Prancer, eh, I don't really have much to say about that. Neither do I. <laughs> it's a fucking downer, straight up. I kind of want to move right into episode 32, Elves. Elfenhouten! Yeah, the uh, the Elfenstone is at hand. <laughs> I can't I, I can't think of a, of, of a more terrible movie that we all had a better time with, because this movie is yeah. trash, but, but like it's... Kind of fun to sit and talk about afterward because it is that level of trash. I mean, it's Dan Haggerty just mumbling to himself for ninety minutes. Listen, man, I just need some Marlboros. It's fine. Just, just come on, just give me the. I'm just out of my ass for a little while. It's okay. Just give me the Elfenstoners. That's all I want. Haggerty, what's with all the fucking smoke clouds? I'm just, I'm trying to hide from this crazy guy, Joe Buchanan. Or cocaine clouds. Oh my god. Okay, we <laughs> yes. gotta talk about that briefly. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an article I found from Dread Central, but not the Dread Central that we know and love. Yeah, and it's, it was like, so it was like a knockoff, or somebody else called Dread Central. I don't know. Anyway, they did an effect, or it was like super early Dread Central. Before when they first started, but uh, it was from it was an article with an interview with the effects guy on elves. Yeah, basically he says that I think it was towards the end of the movie is when this scene happens because it's when he has to like roll on the floor or something. But Grizzly Adams fucking hits the floor, <laughs> and they it's described as a giant thick white cloud then surrounds him, and the realization dawns in the casting crew that he just fell in a giant bag of cocaine that he had on him. <laughs> In his pocket. I think the guy explains it like a like a cloud of snow just sprinkles down on Santa Claus. Yeah, and then he said, like, it got really quiet, and then someone finally goes, okay, so Grizzly Adams does snow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, it was from the North Pole. Don't worry about it. It's my Santa. It's my Santa snow. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I do it behind closed doors. I just gotta have a little hit, you know? Dan Haggerty, a.k.a. Mike McGavin, a.k.a. Haggerty the Blue. Yep. You know... With that blue robe tarnished with cigarette smoke stains. Mm-hmm. I feel like he fits right in with the Wizards. You know, Joe, you, you started pitching us on that in the episode, and I was like, all right, I'm not seeing it. And then as the episode continued, it just made so much fucking sense. Yeah, dude. We got three fat men, or three fat wizards. I'm, st- I'm still thinking about that barbecue that Gunner was having. That's a good one. With uh, the Six Flags guy who, you know, which we didn't mention up until this point, but the Six Flags guy uh, is... GVD side piece. He's like an honorary MDU cast member. He's like a yeah. <laughs> he's like a crossover character who only comes in for special events. Like he's like Squirrel Girl. Yeah, he could beat Thanos just by dancing. Right. I, you know what? I could see it. <laughs> Doctor Doom's like all his dance moves vex me. Oh shit. A side note: just another behind-the-scenes story uh, that I read on that film. Uh, kind of reminiscent of Ghost Shark, believe it or not, but the 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 effects guy. I think it might have been that same interview, or this might actually be on his Wikipedia page or the the Wikipedia of elves. But uh, there was like multiple puppets, elf uh, figures, puppets. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know what the fuck the people that made this movie did, but they just totally shit the bed on it because he's like, yeah, we had these ones that the face moved and everything, and and it- so they had they had what's called like a uh, a hero puppet, and they had like a stunt puppet, but they also had like a close up head. Like that's the way they did a lot of the um, effects in uh, Gremlins one and two was like when you see Gizmo real close up and his face moves really well, it's actually a giant puppet right it's an it's an enlarged head so they did the same thing for this movie and i think he even mentions that like uh that they did some of the same things that gremlins did uh with that they had a big elf head that like emoted really well and then they had um another puppet um that was an animatronic now here's the thing they had the one puppet they had like got all fucked up because, like, the lip mechanism on it, like, the regular size, not the giant head, but, like, the lip mechanism got fucked up on the smaller puppet, and it, like, tore the foam latex off the face. So he oh, no. so he had to, like, repair it really quick, like, that night before the, they were shooting the next day, and because of that, the top lip was pushed up and, like, always, like, agape. Like, the mouth was always agape. Yeah, it constantly looked like it was going, uh. So, like, like Sean said, there was fucking, like, three or four other puppets plus that big hero puppet to, like, to, like, show the close-ups of and, like, do all the facial expressions. And they didn't fucking use any of them except the fucked up one. Yeah, and the guy who did the effect was, like, mortified when he saw the film. Like, what? Are you an idiot like why yeah i i what, what's the logic there well all the other ones mouths aren't just stuck open so it's not gonna look right yeah well we don't need it it's fine whatever we're just gonna shake it in front of the fucking lens <laughs> fuck it we'll hobgoblin it well oh god and well that's the thing that's a, that's a, that's the thing with that too like i would have loved to i think that i think elves itself like the movie could have been way better if all of those effects were in there you know like good like that yeah it wouldn't be a total garbage fire no i mean it is a bad movie but like i think it could have it could have definitely um been a better experience with better effects it could have pushed it from like a one star to a two star oh no or at least it would go up a lot for me if the effects were better because like i said in that episode like all the elves are sculpted really well and they look really good but they're just static garbage because they use the wrong fucking puppet the whole time (laughs) yeah 
It's a disgrace. It's a fucking disgrace. Also, real quick, I think I compare the elf to looking like Jerry Seinfeld getting thrown in toxic waste in the episode. <laughs> yes, toxic Avenger style. Yeah, we we said yeah we said he was the uh, the 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 mutated man from RoboCop, and then gets hit by a car. Yeah, scratch that because he looks like the elf looks like fucking Brian James. That's what he looks like. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, he does. And if you don't know who Brian James is, he's in fucking the horror show. He plays the 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 killer in that movie. He's in Cabin Boy. Um, he's in um, Mutator. He's in a bunch of great uh, B B movies. If you don't know who Brian James is, look him up. And it's not Brian with an A, it's Brian with an O. Oh. You'll know exactly who the fuck he is when you see him. You'll be like, oh, that guy. And then look up a picture of the elf. And <laughs> it's the same. He looks the, that's what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Side by side. Um, and then uh, our final film of the year, of season two, we've already mentioned it, Black Christmas. All-timer, baby. Uh, at the risk of repeating myself, uh, I would just say, like, this, this movie's fucking great. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad we ended the year with it. Uh, it's probably one of my new favorite slasher movies, now that I've had a chance to reevaluate it as an adult. Um, it's just, like, I don't know what else to say about it outside of what I said in the episode. It's just, it's such a delightful little, like I said, it's a murder, murder mystery over a slasher. Um, and it's got one of the best kick you in the nuts endings I've ever seen for a horror film that works so well. And I, I'm so glad they stuck with it. So, especially for the time period, too. Like, it, yeah, this movie has a bunch of firsts for the whole genre and kind of give gave birth to it. I mean, there's really, like Connor said, like, there's not enough nice things to say about it. Um, also, we get to explore in that episode. We talk. We talk briefly about the 2006 remake and the 2019 remake. Um, and you can go check out the episode if you want to hear us talk about that. But I just wanted to let you know that we do touch on those things, kind of like the Terminator episode where we briefly, uh, briefly. It's that's like half the episode for Terminator. We talk about like the whole <laughs> first twenty yeah, minutes. We talk easy. about the whole series. Well, I think that's what we kind of try to do on the show in general. Like, if a film has a history or there's there's more information to be talked about i think we most of the time go out of our way to like at least bring it up and see you know what comes of it well that too we're always dropping the fucking the behind the scenes nuggets too throughout the throughout the episodes and we kind of like to elaborate on that especially when there's like well-known people that have done other films um in the arena that that we enjoy you know in the genre what have you but that's season two yeah that, that's season <laughs> two yeah do you guys have favorite do you have a couple of favorites uh, thinking back after after kind of running that down a little, yeah, I, it's definitely for me. It's it's Super Mario Brothers, Bleeders, um, the Thirteenth Warrior. Um, what was the other ones? Jesus Christ, there's so many. <laughs> there's thirty something episodes. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, no, I get it. Uh, Clash of the Titans, I think was was one, and um, and uh, Lawnmower Man. I think I think that I think those are my top five episodes. I didn't pick five, but like I was trying to see if I could settle on one, and I couldn't do it. So no, well that's why I picked five. <laughs> yeah, same. Between, I think I, th I have three: uh, Bleeders, uh, Terminator Salvation, and Super Mario Brothers. Uh, it's Bleeders holds a very obvious special place in my heart because I had. No idea that I would create this fucking monster of a character afterwards. <laughs> Who I like? I, I'm just letting everyone know, like the moment I get the chance to dress up as this this fucking uh, crazy old lady and do this in front of people, I'm going to. So. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get a chance next year. Who knows? You know, that'd be great. Yeah, our first live show that would be fucking nice. Oh man, I'd, I'd like to. Let's let's uh, work on that, man. I think. Uh... My top, I mean, I kind of already said that probably my number one is Terminator Salvation that we did this year, 
But it's it's definitely a toss-up between that and our first episode of the season, Lawnmower Man, just because, like I said earlier in this episode, uh, it was just uh, a movie I heard nothing but shit about and then actually watched it and just really enjoyed it and the conversations that came out of that. And, of course, Cybo Man. How could you forget Cybo Man? Um, but also, you know, my the other ones I liked the most, you know, my top five, I guess we'll say, uh, yeah, Terminator Salvation, Lawnmower Man, Deep Rising, I enjoyed quite a bit, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and Child's Play 3, and I think, if we're purely going on the count there, I think Super Mario Brothers might be our season two best episode, just based on, I think all three of us had it on our list. Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. We also had Terminator Salvation. I do have, I wanted to make an addendum and put Terminator Terminator Salvation on there. Uh, It could be a two-way tie. It could be. I think they're both pretty fucking solid-ass episodes. I think they're both solid-ass episodes for different reasons. I mean, you got, you got King Koopa turning fucking that guy in a Cyborg Man, for God's sakes. (laughs) Monkey, you get or you get Cyberman Origins in the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, and and GBD's in there too, like oh, yeah. we said, with the shotgun. Gunner's going to the Kupahari Desert. There's a lot going on in that film. There's a ton going on in that film. And just, I mean, I don't want to do a rundown of season one. No, because we already did that. But uh, you guys got any favorites from that season? I got a couple that I wrote down that I just wanted to just mention right right away, right away. The Holiday Switch. Yeah. <laughs> One, because, like, I, I I hadn't met Julie yet formally, and that was, like, the first time I, like... Yeah, shout-outs to Joe's fiance Julie Lockwood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first time I got to interact with her, and one, she's funny as fuck. Um, <laughs> two, she's definitely the person you're supposed to marry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And three, like, I'm so... Uh, like, this that movie's a piece of shit, but... To have someone who's not in the, in the trio to bring forth that fucking buffet of bullshit was so fucking good. And there are some <laughs> jokes in that movie that I forgot about that oh, yeah, so fucking funny. Uh, side note, she was supposed to join us for the Black Christmas episode, but she wasn't feeling well that night, so she couldn't do it, and we needed to get it out. So... Unfortunately, uh, that didn't happen. But she will be she she'll be with us again next year on something. I'm sure. Right. We we gave her a rain check. She can cash it in at any time. I believe she wants to come back again for the Christmas holiday with one we were toying with this year, but didn't get a chance to do. Oh man, I know the one you're referring to. Do you want to just tease it now? Fuck it. I put the cookie down. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh my god, yes, man, <laughs> I love that fucking movie. Um. I, I've got four here that I wrote down uh, that come to mind. I, I, I still think, because it's the one I listen to the most, even though it's a holiday film, I'm right there with Connor. Not, it's not Holiday Switch, Connor, but it is a holiday film. It's The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. How could it not be? Uh, that's on the top of my list, too. I, I think that's one of my favorite. That I think that is my favorite episode as well. The, the whole history I have with that film and just, Joe, you fucking edit it beautifully, <laughs> throwing all those prune fucking clips in there and the music. Uh, I I, I appreciate that movie has now like its legacy among us is like yeah it's like remember how your childhood sucked Connor here comes Sam Whipple <laughs> yeah and, and you know what that never uh, that wasn't an intention to turn that into a bit but I'm I, I am like really gracious that you kind of rolled with it and kind of made it work Connor I just have to say it makes me laugh every time it comes up it's it's made some of I think uh, some of our funniest fucking bits is your unfortunately your your childhood that did not. Uh, that wasn't roses, it sounds like. Uh, it's fine. Now we can laugh at it. Well, it's been many years. And that's how you heal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, three more I just wrote down, just thinking on this briefly earlier. Uh, Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. Uh, I always just, I think back on that episode fondly just because we got to talk about Steve Irwin for fucking an episode, and I love that guy. Uh, Baby's Day Out, just because a bad film, but a lot of fucking material. And uh, The Runestone, because uh, like we mentioned earlier, it was a film I never even heard of and ended up loving it a lot. And uh, now I kind of want to eat some Pez. Anybody want some Pez? <laughs> Best fucking candy in the world. Uh, the, the the real reason is because a werewolf dresses up like a cop to fool another cop, and that's why it's the best movie ever made. Yes! O- Officer Fenrir, dude. And then elves fucking brought it all the way back. I think my two other ones I really like, I loved the, mos- the Mosquito episode. That was the uh, that yes. was the birth of yes. um, that was the birth of uh, Gunnar Henson to the MDU. Yeah, that that I I didn't write five for season one, but that might be my number five. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say Mosquito, um, and I really like a gnome named Norm because I just love that film so yes. much, and I think uh, there was a lot of good material on that too. Um, Robert Zadar and Zadar. Robert Zadar, Zadar, and and uh, Stan the Man Winston, dude, like. You know, you hear about Predator and Terminator and, and, and all the other fucking great special effects achievements, and then you have a norm, which he did the effects for and directed, so um, it's pretty sweet. Hey, you can't ever beat uh, a snivelly cop staring down a gnome's penis, so. No, no, and, I, and I, I'm going to agree with Sean and the Runestone, and I think my last one is Tammy and the T-Rex, because yeah. that fucking movie rules, and not only not only that, but I got to meet terry kaiser this year and have him sign my tape and then the next night i went to go see uh the vinegar syndrome restoration with all the gore uh intact man you at the philomoca well it, they they you still gotta see it yeah that that to me was was evidence that we might have a, a an inkling of cosmic power uh because i think we said in the tammy episode like man it'd be really good to see all the gore that seems to be cut of this movie the next year (laughs) yeah thing rolls around (laughs) restored in four in four fucking k okay yeah and i think i think that's it yeah i think those are my favorites from 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 season one you guys want to talk about uh your favorite uh MDU characters of the year? I already told you, man. It's a tie. Oh, oh boy. I, I really think it's the Wizards, like, collectively. Oh, man. That, I, that's a little unfair, man. You got GVD versus the Wizards? I know. What's well, a buffet to Granny Van Dam? Well, they're the only one that can stop her. They all have to come together to stop her, right? Don't give away the plot for season four. <laughs> Do you want me to? I, I have a little list here. I wrote up. I, you know, you guys feel free to jump in and correct me on any of this or if I left anybody out. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Some of these I'm just mentioning because I find uh, their inclusion in the MDU funny. They may not actually be in this uh, imaginary running that we're talking about here, but uh, here we go. Uh, first off, I I, I kind of combined anything that was from the same film just to uh, give you guys a heads up. But we have Cyberman and Job, where all the phones in the world rang at the same time as his battle cry. Mm-hmm. Granny Van Dam, of course, GVD. The bartender. Uh, Howard the Duck, he's kind of in a weird spot where he popped up occasionally, so I think he counts. Yeah, he was in that, he was in that fucking uh, sex dungeon in um, Cloris Leachman's house in Prancer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Daniel Stern, again, like we talked about a little earlier, kind of came into his own character this season. Titanic 2, specifically the MDU version of Titanic 2, where the entire world was destroyed by super tsunamis. <laughs> the fabled T-Day. Yeah, T-Day. Not, not to be confused with J-Day from Terminator, let's be clear. Uh, and of course, you know, you can't talk about Titanic 2 without talking about Bruce Davison just staring off into the distance blankly. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Davison having a fucking memory dump. <laughs> 
Gunner the White, of course. He was Gunner the Gray first. Right. And then he ascended in Draniac. And then at some point, don't remember the episode, whatever episode the Six Flags guy was introduced to this fucking madness. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea either. He also gained the Chicago Bears jacket. Oh my God. That's one of my favorite bits when you're talking about him wearing a fucking Chicago Bears jacket, drinking a Budweiser. <laughs> it just fits so much, doesn't it? It does. Then we have, of course, uh, the way I wrote this down was Charles Lee Ray, uh, you know, reoccurring character, also Dimbala occasionally showing up. Yeah, he's one of the elder gods. Unfortunately for the MDU. <laughs> Uh, like we were talking about earlier, Connor, here it is. I, I wrote it as a character. Yeah, Mario Brothers movie soundtrack. <laughs> it's a character. It fucking is. I love it. <laughs> Sam Worthington and Liam Neeson to a point, to a point. Wait, 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 wait. If the Mario Brothers theme is a character, then so is Sam Worthington's scream. I think that's what we're getting at here. Yeah. 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 Um, I also, I love how, I, I keep saying this in this episode, so I hope I'm not uh, making you uncomfortable, Joe, but I love how at the end of the fucking Terminator Salvation episode, you just put this, like, fucking minute-long <laughs> stretch of every scream Sam Worthington does in that film. It's a supercut of every scream from Terminator Salvation. <laughs> it got fucking amazing. Um... Matthew, time is a flat circle, McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, boy, this one's rough. Randy Quaid, the number 63, and the Oops Robot, of course. Oh, no. They're the worst, aren't they? They're always fucking around. Well, you know, uh, Pluto Nash got that 65, so Randy Quaid's getting shoved in a fucking bin somewhere. Yeah, yeah. With his fucking weird, with his weird metal stub dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't remind me of that fucking... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Charnetsky the Brown, uh, Haggerty the Blue... Grandpa Van Dam, and we finish it off with, of course, Mrs. Mac, a.k.a. the Drunken Galadriel. <laughs> I think I got to whittle it down to GVD and Gunner, but when you say the Wizards as an entity, that that's that's hard, man. I, th I think it goes to GVD. Uh, I don't know, man. Package deal for me, right? If we're, wait, we're doing, we're, we're doing, uh, if it's a top three, it's a package deal with the Wizards. Cyboman and GVD, easy. Yeah, holy shit. I think that's it. I have to agree on all of, all accounts there, Joe. <laughs> but, like, if we had to pick one yeah, character? That's hard. I think it's Granny Van Dam for me. It's GVD, easy. Uh, I mean, like, at first I was like, do I vote for myself, essentially, in this category? <laughs> <laughs> and then later on I was like, no, fuck it. Like, I've I've had so much fucking fun uh, uh, portraying this batshit insane uh, horny old lady with a shotgun. Um, <laughs> that all started because I was just fucking riffing in bleeders. Um, and then she got a name and an origin, and people were memeing her. Um, yeah. And uh, there's people who listen to the show her just bringing her up, and I was like, wow. That fucking, that fucking image on her Instagram that Good Enough Apollo did was was amazing Ser serge mario is his name yes yes yeah it, i have to go with granny van damme because uh now at this point it's it's evidence that i've given something to people they really enjoy and i just fucking love it i also have a blast doing it so it's uh, so good uh so i think it goes to gvd and it, it just for shits and giggles i do we even need to say it i think season one goes hands down to fucking john hurt 
with uh, Daniel Baldwin with a country mile between them. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Uh, I don't know, man. He's right at his heels. You think he's at his heels? Yeah, in season one, yeah. Yeah, probably. John Hurt took the fucking taco in the first <laughs> season. <laughs> For sure. I think he was in just about every episode after Frankenstein Unbound. He might have skipped, like, maybe one. That is the origin... Okay, so that's the origin of the MDU is that Frankenstein Unbound episode. So I think if you've never heard the show before and you're you're new to it and you're listening to this for whatever reason, um, and not one of the movie episodes first... Um, Definitely start with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then every everything will kind of make a little bit more sense. That and uh, probably yesterday's Target. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd say listen to every episode like we have said on this show. You got to go all the way back and listen to all the episodes to understand what the fuck we're talking about. There's definitely core core episodes though, and I think Frank, Frank Frankenstein Unbound. What was it? In Pursuit? Uh, well, In Pursuit, too, but uh, specifically Yesterday's Target. Yesterday's Target, yes. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Because, uh, you know, of course, anything with Daniel Baldwin on the show is just fucking comedy gold in my eyes. Yeah. So we got, what was it? Yesterday's Target, Frankenstein Unbound, Bleeders, Mosquito, Demonic Toys, Elves? Ah, man. It's, it's hard to break it down that... that, that uh... <laughs> oh, my God. We'd be here for another hour trying to piece that together. <laughs> trying to... Like, that's our core episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like the core Marvel movies you need to watch. <laughs> To get everything else. I would say Uncle Sam. I would argue Uncle Sam's got to be in there somewhere because even though that wasn't in my top uh, episodes of season one, it it, it is a fucking amazing episode in my opinion just because of where we (laughs) went with that episode. Well, I was just trying to, I was just trying to, uh, the, the MDU lore to, to, to kind of collect all of that. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I, I I mean, I, I always place uh, the characters from, Uncle Sam, specifically Jody, Isaac Hayes, and Uncle Sam into the MDU, but they they, they don't ever leave a huge mark. They're they're always there. They're kinda like French Stewart in the background. Sure. I'm talking about heart the hard the heavy hitters, man. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You make a good point there. <laughs> yeah, so as we come to a close with season two, uh we got we got some pretty cool stuff coming up for season three. It's gonna be one big change right out of the gate is we're going to be doing episodes bi-weekly. Um, it gives us a little bit more time to give you guys better content, and it's a little bit easier on us, so we're not missing deadlines and stuff, because we all, again, you know, we all have full-time jobs, and we're, we're trying to give you the best show we can. So what we're, we're gonna, that's how we're going to split it up um, next year. There will be an occasion where we'll do, like, the Blockbuster Bombs month and the Trick or Trash and the, and the Trashing Through the Snow, where we'll give you probably... Uh, Three, three to four episodes in, in that in a clip for the month, right? But that's like special occasion kind of stuff. I think the other thing about that that's going to be nice, uh, not only for us but for you guys listening, is that we'll be able to kind of once we get this into a rhythm, mm-hmm. you, you, there'll be no more. Uh, guessing when the episodes are coming out, it'll be we'll be promoting them way ahead of time. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth here, but I think we're we're planning on having actual schedules either up on our website or in our social media yeah. once uh, we do launch the third season. At least within, I think what we were talking about, maybe doing month blocks, maybe two. We're, we're still kind of finessing uh, the semantics of it. We have a cool idea that we were toying with even last year um, that we didn't get to launch last year or this year, so we're going to test that out this year. Uh, we're not going to tell you what it is because it's going to be a fun little yes. thing that we want to kind of announce on our social media. So look us up there and keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, it's just more consistent, I would say. More more, more consistent, more uniform, so you guys can look for, have a day to look forward and say, oh, okay, well, you know, Movie Dumpster's coming out this day, right? Right. Uh, so you don't miss an episode or have to play catch-up or what have you. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And a lot more guests next year. Um, yes. 
that's something I think we, we kind of blew it out a little bit more this year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think we had, I think we had like maybe double the guests than we did in the first season. We're going to bring everybody back and then some. Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of want to uh, uh, get the Phantom Zone guys in one at a time over the course of the next maybe year or two. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'd love that. I don't want to drop too many breadcrumbs yet. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I need to check availabilities and uh, if people are still on board, but um, the first episode of the next season should be pretty special and and a ton of fun um i don't want to drop the movie or or, or who right. the guest is going to be but it's gonna it should be a really fun time <laughs> to say the least and we didn't we didn't have time so that's another thing like we we're also trying to make some time for things because we want to do like special stuff like we we we, we did the um the uh uh trick or trash uh, contest this year with the video and everything and and that went super well and with the like the hidden messages in the in the episodes and everybody really liked that it was really receptive and we got a lot of entries and stuff so that was a lot of fun and we cut we want I don't I, I don't mean to interrupt you but I just want to take a moment here to uh, all the people that fucking you know sent in yeah. uh, you know for the contest and and Joe the fucking commercial man you killed it you knocked it out of the fucking park man thank you oh totally I, I just I, I love interacting with you guys at home yeah and uh, I think we've talked about this before specifically on the the Blood Rage Thanksgiving episode but I, I'm honestly looking forward to more fan interactions in 2020 yeah absolutely and I guess that's what I'm that, that's, that was my whole point like we ran that contest and we were going to run another one for um uh, December, but it it was just it's just a lot of work, a lot of extra work that we that we didn't have a lot of time for, unfortunately. Um, but we are having a contest right now as we as we speak, and we're going to be closing that up um after uh, New Year's. Um, but if you go to our Instagram and shoot us a DM, um, and tell us what your favorite gift of all time was, or your best gift of all time was, um, for Christmas, you'll be entered. We're going to pick four at random and you get a holly jolly, uh, prize pack, including a movie dumpster ornament. Oh man. What's also cool. Yeah. I'm pretty psyched for that. It's pretty neat. You can actually see what it looks like on our Instagram. Yeah, you can. And I fucking love it. I I want one myself, Joe. Thank you. Wink, wink. Uh, you'll be getting one. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Only if you've been a good boy all year. Ah, fuck. <laughs> but uh, with with that being said, you know we want to we want to do more fun stuff like that for you guys and and kind of and like Sean said, interact with you guys. And please, you know. It, if you don't like our opinion or you agree with us, like re- reach out to us. Tell us that we're fucking morons or or that you 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 do agree or or what have you. I mean, we got a lot of good interactions um, this year, being it emails or or uh, like fan art or or people just um, or or quote trailers from a film that we uh, just totally shit on last year. Oh shit. I mean, yeah, I've already talked about that, but that's still surreal. Yeah, it's it. It was a pretty it was a pretty awesome year for us. Um, just uh, the response for everybody because we really kicked. We've tried kicking it in a high gear this year. Um, so we're gonna try to you know step it up again next year. We got a new website coming. We got a store coming. You're gonna be able to buy T-shirts and um, those movie dumpster ornaments that we're talking about and and stickers and all kinds of shit um, and exclusive stuff. Um, and of course, the giveaways. I mean, we're always giving away shit. We love to do that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, keep your uh, keep your ears peeled, keep your eyes peeled. Um, 
Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Yeah. Share it. Please. Please share it. Get everybody to listen. I think we're also going to launch a, a Patreon next year at some yeah. point. Um, you know, things take time, folks. And um, and, and unfortunately, we're limited, but we, we, we try to do what we can. But uh, that's definitely something we want to roll out to. Maybe maybe kind of branch off. And, and uh, we, we toss around doing um, live... Uh, commentary tracks if that's something you guys would be into let us know um you know almost like how how they do it with riff tracks right can we say that on that yeah yeah can we yeah. say that here riff track yeah fuck it we're not sponsored by anybody <laughs> we're, we're our own fucking thing um but yeah but yeah something like riff tracks where you know you can you can get a you can uh you know, sign up for the Patreon, and you, and you can get um, a live commentary track for whatever uh, movie that we happen to choose, or we can do like a fan choose thing, since it'll be like a experimental thing at first that we can try, and and other Patreon exclusive uh, things, whatever they may be. We don't yeah sure totally have that locked down yet, but you can imagine a few things, I'm sure. Uh, Minisodes, merch, swag. It'll it, there'll be there'll be some good stuff. It'll be worth it. Yeah, you know what I mean. We'll make it worth it for sure. Um, and if you just want to donate to the show because you're just really nice people and you like what we're doing <laughs> and you enjoy the show. If you'd like us enough to, to just give us money, that's great. I mean, we're still trying to get that Diet Pepsi fucking uh, sponsorship from, uh, I think, <laughs> either Demonic Toys or <laughs> Trick or Treat. It was one or the other. It was Trick or Treat, yeah. They haven't called back yet, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, even if it's like 25 cents, you know what I mean? That That's something. And if if if, you know... A hundred of you give if twenty five cents, we can we can easily pay for the hosting and all that shit, which would make our lives a lot easier every month. Right. So even that would be rad. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, season three, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. And I hope you guys are looking forward to it too. I am. Um, anything else you guys want to mention going into a not only a new year but a new decade? So we're still covering Christ on Infinite Earth, so over at Phantom Zone. We are letting the event breathe because it was split up for the fourth and fifth parts are coming in like a week or two. So we kind of didn't want to release an episode and then have people wait for, you know, almost almost a month for the rest of it to come out. Um, but we're going to jump on that. Now, this is the uh, big CW crossover event between all the different shows. Yeah, this is the this is the very ambitious televised uh, adaptation of the classic graphic novel from DC. Um, so far, they've been really cool uh, tributes to the comic. There have been some pretty interesting uh, twists in old characters, namely Kevin Conroy playing a very old and extremely mean-spirited Bruce Wayne. Yeah! Good for him, though. He deserves it's been, it. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Uh, and uh, Lou from Phantom Zone has uh, made some hilarious and crude-looking photoshops to roll out as soon as we get closer to that that are all Movie Dumpster affiliated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. They're, they're, they're delightfully just cheap-looking, but hilarious all the same. Oh, they're funny as hell. So right up John Hurt's alley. <laughs> Yes. Ah, yes. They're fantastic. I, I heartily endorse that product. Uh, and then parts three and four airing, on, uh, four and five are airing on one night. So we'll have a, uh, a wrap up uh, shortly after that. So look forward to that if you guys want to join us for that discussion. Absolutely. And yeah, and, and you know, we just want to say thank you guys so much for supporting the show and and sticking around and our new listeners. Thanks for thanks for hopping in and, and, and joining the conversation. Um. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate that you guys uh, appreciate us, and um, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. This isn't a regular episode, so you don't have my uh, 
All right, so that's it. That's uh, that's the wrap up for season two. <laughs> I think we need to do it. I think we got to do a riff on it, man. So that's it. That's movie dumpster season two finale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor Scary Helicopter Noises McGraw. <laughs> Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Happy New Year, and we'll see you in the Roaring Twenties. <laughs>